0: Yeah.
1: Welcome, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, once again, to my podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast, 24's podcast, hosted by yours truly, 24, I am 24. Back once again after a uh, very, very short break, thought I needed the break, said, hey, 24, get, get, get your rest, get your rest. It's about to be football season, we're about to be chock-loaded, we're about to be busy. We got a lot of stuff to do in the next couple of months, a lot of football games to cast. I don't know how many to cast, to be honest with you, it's probably going to be somewhere close to, I, I, I don't know, I don't know, we'll see. I got to do the math on it, but it's going to be a lot. Excuse me. So, what do we got to talk here today? Well, this is going to be a numbers podcast, this is going to be a podcast podcast where I'm going to hit you with a lot of numbers, a lot of percentages, a lot of things that a lot of people don't talk about. going to talk about win percentages in the NFL. I think it's very, very important. I think it, you should think it's very, very important as well. I'm going to be talking about that in depth. Also, we're going to be talking about Antonio Brown's eight-game suspension. I don't think I talked about that at all. I think it happened literally after. I, I I went on my break. We're gonna talk about how Zeke's suspension, I think it was three years ago, plays into that as well. Also, we're gonna talk about Jason. A lot of Jason Garrett and Dallas Cowboy topics coming up here. Right, not, not even right here, but on top of Jason Garrett, we're also gonna talk about some of the NFL. Policies with the tickets and stuff like that One team in particular Will not have fans in the stands I'm gonna get all Into all of that excuse me And much 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 more Right here On 24's Podcast
2: Hold on Man did you see her
0: interior Hold on We the
1: Great to be back. Great to be back in the lazy boy, talking to you, talking about football. talking about just sports in general. By the way, did you see the double header on Sunday? I saw it both. I saw both the Yankees and the uh, and the Sox go at it, plus also the Rockets versus the Bucks, the Rockets they won that game while shooting like like 61, threes. And hitting only like 21. It was ridiculous how many shots they were just jacking up. It was just jacking them up over and 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 over again. I was just like, damn it, Russell Westbrook, just drive. James Harden, just drive. And when they started to just drive, they started to score a lot of points, came back, won it against quite possibly the best team in the East. Rockets. Quote me, don't quote me. They're a contender. Saw the Yankees, Aaron Judge. I think he hit his, uh, his what was it? It was like f- his fifth game with a consecutive home run. A lot of great sports action going on right now. I'm watching the NFL, a repeat game, a game that I actually kind of like that for some unknown reason, by the by. The NFL doesn't play, which is the uh, the Baltimore Ravens, Versus the Seattle Seahawks. Excuse me. They just don't play that game at all. It's like 10 o'clock right now. So nothing is on. But I love this game. Lamar Jackson once again comes out and is alive and well in this football game. So I'll be watching that. Where's my lighter? Where is my lighter? My. My lighter for my... Where's that thing? Because I, I got to light my candle. I got to, you know, I got to... It's somewhere on my desk. I, I always throw it in like one or two places. It's got to be... Hold on. I'm, I'm really... Now, now I really got to find this thing. Hold on. Sorry that I didn't do this before I turned on the damn podcast. But I was like, you know, sometimes I just forget about certain stuff and... Other times it's like, you know, I just I just gotta just roll with it. Where is my lighter? I literally lit a candle today, and now my lighter is just it's not literally in all of the places that I would put it on my desk. That's a real head scratcher. It's on my desk. Either it's on my desk and I'm not looking hard enough. Or is it over here? Yeah, I, I can't find my freaking lighter. I have another one, but it's almost out of gas. So that means I gotta go buy another one. Sorry about that. Anyways, um, it's, it's obnoxious. Let me see if I can get this thing going. Or it's over there, I think. Or it's, oh, it's over there. I think I know where it is because I set it down. I think, hold on, let me get it. Yeah, here, this right here Like, no wonder why it wasn't on my desk Because it wasn't actually on my desk It was, technically I have two desks I have one that I built myself Out of just, like, some spare wood That I found around my house And I went to Home Depot And I got some table legs It is a terrible monstrosity But it is something that I built myself Never get, like, uneven wood To build a desk for And what I mean by, like, uneven wood I mean, like, wood that isn't the same like thickness and like length because I worked with what I was given and it's a pretty cool desk considering that it's like I didn't it's my first desk and it's like I, I built it out of just spare things that I found in spare pieces of wood that I found lying around the house and stuff like that like I built it from like an old TV stand a couple of TV stand pieces of wood and like this big block of wood that I found and I just put some put some stuff on it and I Freaking connected it with some brackets, I think, or something like that. I don't, I don't know the proper terminology. I'm not a handy guy, and I just freaking got a power drill and I freaking drilled it all together, and that's how I built that, built that thing. Anyways, um, it's obnoxious that the NFL decides, hey, we're gonna put on an interesting game. Um, literally seven months, or technically, I think it's been what five months into the freaking coronavirus, COVID. And in April, I was, like, literally clamoring. I was like, hey, NFL, maybe you want to put on an actual interesting game instead of the five, like, games that you constantly play every single day. And uh, maybe your ratings will go up, and maybe you can actually sell some of the advertisement spots that you have for the NFL network instead of showing advertisements for your actual network. Just a thought. Just a thought. And maybe you don't have to sell the same old ads to, like, Copper Fit and the, uh, the Copper... The the like copper fit now has apparently a copper mask that's made out of copper, and now it and now it apparently protects you better than anything else against you know the pandemic, the uh, the COVID nineteen. Ish man, what do we want to talk about here today? Absolutely loaded day to day on the podcast. Let me actually get rid of some of these tags. Let me get rid of we boys. This tab. Is absolutely imperative Has Amari Cooper in it We'll listen to a little bit of Amari Cooper What else do we got here? Um, Oh Let me move some stuff around. around Let's move This around Let's move this around Let's move this Over here I have so many goddamn tabs excuse me on my computer and it's like honestly how many tabs do I need well, I and I have like episodes of like a podcast that I just won't listen to why do why is this on my computer oh I remember I don't need this I was like, "Why do I have this thing on my computer?" And then it was like, "Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just like now. I'm just going through my tabs, and I'm just like exiting out of certain things." Jesus Christ! Once again, I apologize for this informality. So let me begin with this. Let me let me begin with the um with the Antonio Brown. Suspension I think it's dumb I think it's really dumb So, the reason why I think the Antonio Brown suspension is dumb um, If you haven't heard it, he was suspended 8 games 8 games Why was he suspended 8 games? Apparently, the civil case and the moving truck And... The the NFL defines it as conduct detrimental player personnel, whatever it's called. And Antonio Brown has done that. Now, for me personally speaking, I don't think I've heard anyone in the media, and by the media I mean mainstream media, not like sports media, or even really in the sports media be like, yeah, it's the NFL's fault. You know, the NFL's tied to Antonio Brown. It's like, yeah, he's a football player, but it's not like people are directly tying like I don't I don't understand I don't, I don't understand this PR mess and nightmare that the NFL has gotten themselves into because it's not like the media are blaming Anto- not Antonio Brown um the NFL for Antonio Brown's actions they just say oh yeah he's a football player he used to play for the NFL now he doesn't because he's not on a football team like that's essentially the way that it is it's not like they're blaming the NFL so the NFL was like, well, we still got to give them eight games because that's essentially the stupid precedent and protocol that we've had and sent for, um, for our players, right? And I was like, well, that's dumb. But that's reality. But when you really think about it, and they kind of did the same thing with Kareem Hunt, where they were like, well, Kareem Hunt pretty much sat out for the majority, if not the entirety of the 2000, what was it, 19 season? No, it was 18 season. And then he sat out for like six games in the 2019 season because he had kicked a girl in the face. Let me see if I can find that video too. Obviously, you won't hear it. I think uh, this is apparently what was reported. Um, he, the girl in question had apparently called him the N-word. And um that's why he punched her and kicked her in the face. Let me see if I can find that video. It was, a, it was like TMZ released it and then I was like, damn, like. Oh I gotta oh, and the girl speaks out. I gotta fucking listen to this. Let me see it. So and it's a hallway shot, by the way. So Kareem Hunt Hold on. Is there audio of this shit? Or is there, or is there no audio? Hold on. Hold on, give me like a second. Is there audio? Oh, no, there's not any audio. So, essentially, Kareem Hunt is in a hotel in Cleveland, and he comes out of the hallway, and some girl is talking to him about what, I don't know, Apparently, she says something. She fucking walks up on him like she's a dude, by the way, right? And trust me, you me. if this was a fucking guy, we're not even talking about this shit. We're like, it's like, who, who the fuck cares? We're, like, again, a 220, 230-pound guy hitting a 180, 190-pound dude, completely different than hitting a woman. But this girl, she walks up on him like she's about to fight. So, I get it kind of, but I don't get this shit. Where and she also swings on him. It's a push. And then she freaking like tries to punch him. His friend by the way is holding Kareem Hunt back. Like there's another girl there and she's trying to fucking like three guys, two guys and a girl are trying to hold Kareem Hunt back. And this girl doesn't fucking get it that she's like trying to talk to like, trying to talk shit to, like, a two hundred 20 pounds running back in the NFL, and she fucking, like, as soon as his friends hold Kareem Hunt back, she walks over to him, and she starts talking a whole bunch of shit, and then because, and then the, the fucking girl, the idiot girl, Kareem Hunt's friend is, like, telling her, hey, don't follow him down this hallway, and so she walks, and so his boy, Kareem Hunt's boy, he's not touching her, he's just blocking her, and she fucking pushes him out of the way, turns around, and at that fucking exact same moment, Kareem just bowls past all three of his friends, and fucking gets on her, it's like, it's so, oh my god, dude, and because the idiot girl fucking pushed Kareem Hunt's friend into Like, Kareem Hunt's friends Because he was being held by his friends And she pushed him into his friends Kareem Hunt, he's so fucking strong He pushed three people and his friend into the girl And I think she hits her head on the wall Let me see it Or she just falls down He runs over to her And fucking two people are trying to hold him back And then I think he's about to kick her Hold on Hold on Hold on, she walks back, she, they're showing me, they're showing me the video from another angle, she walks back, she walks back, she pushes Kareem Hunt's friend, oh yeah, oh, no, no, you're not, oh, I I don't know what she hit her head on, oh yeah, she did hit her head on the wall, okay, that makes sense, wait, let me see, Uh, no, no, she didn't, it's a lot of flopping. Her head wasn't even anywhere near the wall. And then she acts like she got hit in the wall. She did not. She just wasn't expecting it. Oh, yeah, and Kareem Hunt's friend tries to take away her phone, her friend's phone. And then uh, she gets up. What the fuck is she doing? She acts like Kareem Hunt isn't fighting to get at this chick. And she just walks up like she's fucking concussed, which she's not. I don't know what this girl is doing. She's either drunk or high or just really, really dumb. I don't know what the fuck this girl is doing right now. I think she's crying. And then he kicks her lightly. But because, you know, she's a girl, like it's wrong. But it's like, that's the video? That's it? A lot of people are saying she was drunk as hell. I agree. Let me listen. She gives a police report, by the way. And she got the police report. Hold on. Let me uh let me listen to this thing. Also let me see um if this is like actually a thing that I can show. I don't know if this has audio. I don't care about Kareem Hunt talking. Dude, I can't fucking hear shit. Hold on. I gotta turn all my shit off because... All my shit being, like, my fans and shit like that. Because this girl... I can't hear anything from her. Hold on. Hold on. fucking hot in. It's like 80 degrees in here. I don't want the fan to be blowing like a lot. But hold on. Let me listen to this thing. Oh yeah, she's already lying. She's already lying. Like <laughs> she's like we were just sitting outside of the hotel, minding our own business. She's already lying. It's like I saw I saw you. You got into a pushing match with with Kareem, it's like, I get it You know, she may not have remembered things Entirely accurately, but still, it's like Alright, let me listen to this In fact, I'll, I'll unmute it I'll unmute it, I'll unmute her So that way you can hear her. So this is Kareem They're not really saying anything he's gonna go over so we're sitting This is her, this is her so,
3: own business, Trying to find out how we're gonna get- starts coming at me, that blonde girl. Like, why are you sitting out here? Like, what are you doing? Go home. I'm like, we're trying to find a way home. I'm sorry. What? Like, I don't know why. You're coming at me, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes outside. First of all, he's calling his friends who are sitting down here. He's what? Kareem, his name. Okay, Kareem. Yeah. I just met him today, the person who assaulted me. Like I mean, I have he shoved me, he pushed me. Like you can watch the videotapes, which I would like to see. If that's possible. Also, I came down here after and I asked the front desk clerk in the white shirt if I could call nine one one. I'm not sure if that's against the law to deny that to a person at the front desk of a hotel. I asked him three separate times, and he said that's what you get for being a slut. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. All right. All right. It's, it's fucked up what happened to her, where she couldn't call the cops. I, I'll, I'll listen to this. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, I could have just been like the biggest asshole on the planet, hold on. It
3: wouldn't let me call 911. Meanwhile, Kareem, the person who assaulted me, had my phone. I couldn't, I had no way of calling Okay,
2: that's your phone.
3: Yes, they got it back for me. So...
1: You're of Kareem? Yeah. Who's Kareem? Okay, so that's her story. I find it hilarious... (laughs) I find it hilarious... Like, I don't don't know everything. I don't know everything about the story. But the reason... (laughs) The reason why I started to laugh... Where, when she's like, you know what, that's... Where um, she's like... Apparently the teller, the, uh, the, the dude at the front office was like... Or not at the front office, but the dude at the front of the desk was like... That's what you get for being a slut... It's not, it's it's not hilarious if, like, if she was assaulted or whatever, but What I saw from the video Like So, I, I don't know what happened, man, and I don't know I don't know the full context of what will happen in this video But I just find it hilarious that in this instance That this much was made over this And I love how, like, she's like, I was just sitting outside and blah, 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 and I didn't do anything, and it's like, bro, you walked up on him, like, again And I, and I mentioned the dude part, right, where it's like, if this was a 200-pounded dude, not even a 200, but I, I mentioned, like, 180 or something like that I was like, this is why I find this story so hilarious, because it's like, this wouldn't be a situation Because the dude, the girl, walked up on Kareem Hunt like she wanted to start something and then he shoves her, which is against the law, and then she punches him, and then he freaking goes apeshit. He has to be held back by, like, three people. And then his friend tries to stop her. She fucking talks shit. I would really, really like to know how much shit she's talking here. And she fucking shoves him, and because she's fucking drunk, she's just... I don't, I don't know what's going on with this chick. But, um... That's the Kareem Hunt thing And he was done After that And It kind of Eerily looks similar To the Ray Rice incident In the sense of like It's in a hotel And it's near an elevator But Comparatively to like Let me see the Ray Rice video Excuse me The Ray Rice one Where he fucking like Literally has to fucking Carry his fucking Wife And I love how like CBS morning a year ago interviews Ray Rice and his wife who were literally like, like how, first and foremost, how the fuck is like a woman, can you literally stand and like stand that shit? Like just be like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking marry the fucking cunt that beats the shit out of me and literally drags my unconscious body out of a fucking elevator. It's like what kind of woman is that? Like he just fuck like how how are you going to stay with that animal? Honestly. And then he fucking right just fucking I don't know what's going on with her and him, but they're fighting and he doesn't like what she's saying, she slaps him in the face, he fucking left hooks her and fucking just literally fucking just bang right there out cold. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you be, first and foremost, and she did swing on him first. Let me get that out of the way. But second of all, as a dude, because this probably isn't the first time that she swung on him. Why would you stay with a fucking woman that would hit you? And then as a woman, why would you stay with a dude that would fucking punch your body, punch you in the face, put all, it didn't even look like that hard of a punch. She has a glass chin, man. Holy shit. Why would you stay with a dude, literally fucking, him? Drags, I'm literally, her, she, one of her, like, flats fell off, like, her shoes fell off during the fucking punch, so he has to pick up the shoe, drag her unconscious body out of the elevator, please, and, and he fucking, like, puts, she, he doesn't, and this animal doesn't even have any respect for her to put her over his, like, shoulder in Fireman Carrier, he literally drags her in between her legs out of the fucking elevator, And I can see her ass right now I can see her ass And it's like And he's kicking her legs Trying to make sure that her legs Aren't in between the elevator doors Like And now her Literally She is face down Ass up Yeah that's That's the man that you want to be with I gotta fucking listen to this interview I gotta listen to this interview Oh wait And then she wakes up And now she's conscious again I gotta fucking listen to this interview with dipshit number one and dipshit number two, this has gone and this has gone and turned a completely different route. I'm like, man, I went from talking about Antonio Brown, uh, and and going to follow that up with Ezekiel Elliott to now I'm talking about Ray Rice and his dipshit of a wife. Him and his dipshit wife. How the fuck are you going to stay with a dude that literally knocks you unconscious and drags your unconscious body out of an elevator like some type of fucking animal? Because he has absolutely no self-restraint, goodness! And neither do you apparently, because you're like, let me hit a, let me hit a dude that can fucking knock me out in one fucking punch. Hurry up, Gail King. I want to get to the, I want to get to this. I want to get to you interviewing these absolute fucking morons. Hopefully they don't have fucking kids. That's the. Hopefully they're celibate. Hopefully you know, I, I wouldn't. I, you know what? For people like this who knowingly like enter into a relationship with one another, an abusive relationship and the government like sees us, I have no problem with being like, oh yeah, you two can't have kids. Like we will sterilize you two because you two animals shouldn't have fucking kids.
2: What you thought when you first saw the Cream Hunt tape? Well, obviously, you know, you look back and you see their similarities. I knew that our name was gonna get brought up in the conversation. I do think people certainly see you as a poster boy for domestic violence caught in a very graphic way on tape. And how do you feel about that? Early on, you can feel like, oh, "I want to keep bringing my name up." You can make excuses, or you can actually do the hard work. I
1: love how he tries to play like the victim, where he's like, "You know, you can make excuses." Like this is, like this is, you know, a problem. You know that, like, not not a problem. Uh, like, like a normal problem. Like, you know, you can make excuses for you making shitty decisions, beating up your fiance now wife and having it actually be posted and circulated through millions upon millions of people because the media replays that shit like it's fucking, uh, like it's fucking abuse porn or whatever, yeah, I could blame myself for my own fuck-up, or, or not, not blame myself, I could blame everybody else for my own fuck-up, or I could take responsibility. It's like, what the fuck are you saying, you absolute dipshit? Million dollar, man, and it looks like they do have kids. It looks like they do have kids. Why? Why the fuck would she stay with him? Hopefully it's to like divorce him so that way she takes half. But I don't really feel sorry for this woman. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't feel sorry for her at all. Why would you stay with this, not even moron, this animal? And then put your fucking kids through that shit. Why?
2: Why? I've heard you say that there are many underlying things. And as you've had time to reflect and really do a deep dive for both of you. Yes. What was the answer you came up for yourself about the underlying issues? One of the underlying issues for me was, I never wanted to ask for help. What? Oh, oh, oh. you do, you fucker, You fuckhead! You absolute
1: fucking, ah! Uh, that's the words of a fucking psychopath. That is, I, I never wanted to ask for help. How about this, you fucking absolute, mangly annoyed, Neanderthal, Absolute animal Why don't you fucking have some self-control And some goddamn self-responsibility Most normal human beings Don't actually need to fucking hit their wives Until they're unconscious Because this probably didn't happen just in public This probably isn't the first time that he hit her Or that she hit him This is the first time it was fucking caught on tape And circulated throughout the fucking media This guy's a fucking animal. Like, you know what? Ray Rice is a fucking psychopath. Holy shit. Oh, my God. What kind of dipshit is this? Not even a dipshit. Oh, my God. I I just... I can't even... I can't can't even believe this motherfucker is, like, still just... I don't... Like, his... His, like... I, I have no problem with Ray Rice not being in the NFL, by the way. Let me just put that into context. No fucking problem with him being in the NFL. Seems like he isn't remorseful at all. Seems like, like, the best thing that he could do is to not be with the woman that he fucking hit because he's a fucking animal. Shouldn't even be with any woman at all because I can't guarantee the safety of any woman. Does he have kids? I can't guarantee the safety of his own fucking kids. Please tell me he does not have kids. Let me type in, does Ray Rice have kids? Hold on. Please tell me like he got fucking sterilized Yes he does Of course he fucking does Because he has no goddamn self control And he has no perspective of how fucking idiotic This motherfucker is When it comes to Like and they've been married apparently for like six years Because this incident happened In 2014 And it's like Hold on let me listen to this shit His dumbass wife speaks out on this shit Let me listen to it I, I cannot believe this horse shit Let me, let me watch this. I, this is like fucking like, like somebody crafted this shit and posted it on the internet. I cannot like, like this is fake news. I cannot believe this is actually a human being. Was there
4: ever. And now
1: she has tears, she has like tears and she has a tissue paper and now she's crying. I gotta listen to this shit.
0: Incident of violence in your relationship with Ray or has there been any incident of violence
2: since that elevator incident?
3: No. No, no. there's no way. He knows what he would have to deal with, you know, if this was something, you know, I'm not going to sit there.
1: What would he have to deal with? You slapping him and him then socking you in the fucking chin again? What would he have to deal with? Because he, he didn't have to deal with anything. What the fuck are you talking about? He, he would have to deal with something. He knows what he would have, he wouldn't have to deal with shit because he didn't have to deal with shit the first time. He, you walked your sweet ass back to him and you said, take me back, take me back, I'll be better, I'll be in the kitchen cooking, I'll get you your beer when you tell me to get a beer. What the fuck are you taught? you psychopath, what are you
3: Science talking about? And let something happen to me and, you know, God forbid, in front of my child.
4: That was Janae Rice speaking to NBC this morning. The interview comes after a judge ruled that Ray Rice's indefinite suspension from the NFL was wrong and reinstated the embattled running back immediately, though Rice is no longer part of any team. ESPN's Jamel Hill also sat down with Janae Rice, getting the first interview after that ugly elevator incident, and Jamel Hill joins us this morning.
1: Okay, I don't don't care about the correspondence. Give me her saying some stupid shit, so that way I can absolutely blast her. Here it is. Here's the interview. It's only like, this video is only like three minutes long and, and it's like I just have to, I, I just literally had to skip through like a minute of it so that way I could get to this part. Hold on, here it is.
3: And I asked him after I saw it, why did you just leave me there like that? Did you see that part? Mm-hmm. That's the one part the, that From that the outside. Mm-hmm. Why didn't what, he- what are you, what are you talking
1: about? What are you talking about? You absolute... Broad, what are you talking about? The be- like, like, she's like, you just left me there? What What are you talking about? You should be more upset that he hit you until you became unconscious. What is wrong with you? Oh, my God. What is wrong with this woman? Does she have no perspective on reality? Does she have no self-respect at all? She's only in it for the money. I just saw that she has diamonds in here. She's wearing fucking, during this, during this fucking interview, she's wearing diamond earrings. She's wearing makeup, probably by CNN or NBC or whoever did it. And she's got her hair done. She probably has her nails did. She's li- living in a nice house, probably separated by Ray Rice. What the fuck are you on about? Are, like, like, she talked to him and she's like, you just left me there? Like, what? Get the fuck out of here. Are you fucking kidding me? On it? Really? Seriously? God, man. I I really hope I'm a Christian. I read my Bible every single fucking day. It's weird that I would put fucking and Bible in the same sentence, but I read my Bible in this every single day. I read my Bible every single day. I may have to start praying for celibacy. Not celibacy, but sterilization for the rices. So that way they don't have to put any kids through this shit. If they were good, wholesome people, they would have gotten themselves sterilized the immediate that they became married. So that way their kids don't ever have to see this shit ever and deal with their dumbass dad fucking socking their dumbass mom because their mom doesn't have any self-respect to leave their abusive, deranged dad... And slash or their mom for some weird reason is like, let me slap the shit out of a fucking 220 pound NFL running back. Get the fuck out of here with this horse shit.
3: You just left me there. Yeah, he said he was terrified. terrified.
1: So he was a pussy. And that's the fucking extent. I can't deal with this shit. I can't deal with this shit. I can't deal with Ray Rice and his dumb ass wife. This all got started and I literally, I'm, I'm fucking triggered right now. I can't fucking stand this type of moronic behavior. I can't stand it. I can't do it. Minimize it. Get it off my ticket. Get it off my computer. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want to say it anymore. Absolute ridiculous. Ridiculous statement by his wife. Oh my God. So kind of going full circle back context is, right, Ray Rice, that whole scandal rocks the league, rocks the United States, rocks the entire world, everybody wants Ray Rice's head as they fucking should, they should also want his idiotic wife's head as well, because she's so fucking dumb, and um, it goes to Kareem Hunt, where Kareem Hunt, and and by the way, there's similarities in the sense that it was uh, in a hotel and next to an elevator, but I mean, he didn't fucking beat the girl into unconsciousness. But um, he got suspended. Not in and by suspended. I mean, he was put on the NFL's indefinite ban list. Uh, which it's like, all right, fine. You know, if he's gonna be gone for a season, let him be gone for a season. But do I think that he should then be suspended, Kareem Hunt, for like six games, which is pretty much a full season, on top of the uh, the games that he missed because he wasn't signed to a team? Do I think that he should be gone for a full season? No, not fucking really. I don't think so. I also don't think. That, um, that Antonio Brown should be gone for eight more games on top of the entire season that he was suspended for this previous season. I think mean, that's way too harsh. Way too harsh. And I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I feel like the NFL is, is once again dipping their toes into, uh, into shit that they probably shouldn't dip their toes into. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all and then on top of that you also have um, I had some stuff prepared about Zeke's suspension I went through it
0: on one of my podcasts before
4: oh wait is that Hold on.
1: Sorry Alright sorry about that My microphone got unplugged Hold on Is that my microphone like My actual one I think so Um We're gonna have to go on From From there Sorry about that Sorry I think before My microphone got cut off Because I plugged in my uh, My computer Because it was running low On battery But I was talking about Zeke's suspension So The NFL literally did The exact same thing with Zeke Where they were like You know what Zeke um, there's not enough actual evidence to commit you, but we're still going to do it anyways because we're the NFL. and We'll hang over your head uh, the, uh, the whole domestic abuser and stuff like that. And Molly Karam, uh, she went on a, a dumbass rant about it. She's like, you know, he's going to let me let me play you a little bit of it because I was I was just like, wow, that's so fucking dumb. And you know what? <clears throat> you know, you want to know the most obnoxious thing about Molly Karam? And this specific um, situation She didn't even have the patience to go through and read The actual police report At all Here it is She didn't go in She didn't have the patience She didn't have the time To go over the actual police report And um, she was just like Hey, you know what? I don't, you know, I, I don't care I'm just gonna go with what the NFL fucking tells me And uh, I'm not gonna believe anything And she's gonna mention text messages Because the NFL apparently had a, uh, a boundless, uh, uh, uh I, I don't know what it was, a, a ample or I don't know the correct terminology for it But it was like an ample, a lot Uh, uh, a, 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 a thousand I think the phrase was thousands They had thousands of text messages on Ezekiel Elliott By the way, to this day, None have been fucking released. Do you want to know why? Because I have a police report with fucking text messages on it. And it's not from Zeke. It's from the girl that he, who, uh, who allegedly accused him. So we'll listen to Molly Karen for like a couple of minutes and I'll find these text messages
5: can I please but, add something? Hold on, hold I'd like on, to add on. something. Ezekiel Elliott the, uh, has never proclaimed his innocence. He has never once said it. The NFLPA has never once come out and said Ezekiel Elliott is innocent. And what I'd also like to add is it would be stooping to a new low if now the NFL came out because they have plenty of derogatory information on Ezekiel Elliott and they chose to keep quiet on that. So it's fine. You can put things out in the public court of opinion and try to try to sway people, but how does this help their appeal? They were aware of all this information. This isn't about what she allegedly said. This is about what Ezekiel Elliott allegedly did he's 22 years old he plays for the Dallas Cowboys he's going to be suspended six games and then he's going to go back week eight and everyone's going to be wearing his jerseys and cheering can I ask for him your question? if this is his punishment can it I ask is just a a slap on the y'all wrist y'all can
2: bring the emotion y'all can bring the emotion to the, to, the, to, the, uh, to, to the equation all you want to do murderers have lawyers yes or no
5: of course they do. What, what about hold 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 the hold NFL hold hold could also hold defame hold hold him hold if they wanted out, to.
2: Time out. Time out. We're talking about the Players Association. Mm-hmm. The Players Association handled the case against Greg Hardy. It handled the case against Big Red Roethlisberger. It handled the case against Josh Brown. The NFL at no time accused them of this, meaning shaming the victim. In other words, the Players Association doing what it has always done, has never been accused to our knowledge of what they're being accused of now. That's the subject. And the point that I'm trying to make to you is when well, we talk about a client like Ezekiel yeah. Elliott making his case, we all, I believe he's guilty. Max believes he's guilty. You believe he's guilty in terms of deserving the six games. That's not the issue. The issue is does the NFL have a right? to say what it's saying about the NFL Players Association when as a union, they are taking the stance that we have to defend our player and they- So, <clears throat>
1: found the text messages, right? So Molly Karam, she goes on that beautiful and soliloquist uh, rant saying, oh my God, Ezekiel Elliott, he hurt her, he hurt her, he's bad, he hurt her, right? So, let me look up something really, really quickly. Let me just, let me just check this out. Uh, cause this is kind of important. Oh! Oh, this is beautiful! Oh my god! Fantastic! I'm looking for the maximum penalty for exactly uh, punishment. Let me just type in punishment. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay. So here, right, I have text messages from the girl in question that had accused Ezekiel Elliott excuse me of um of uh, the abuse that he was accused of which i mean there's so many holes in it it begins with essentially her getting into fights or a fight at a bar the exact same week that she had gotten um that she had gotten the uh, the marks uh, that she shows to the NFL and the pictures and stuff like that which i don't think have been released What's her name? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say her name. Even though it's like, hold on, what, what's it, hold on. It's super easy to Google, but I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna tell you her name, hold on. super easy to find. Oh, Okay. Okay. Hold on, what? Who says this? No way. Who was this? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, that that doesn't matter. Okay, whew. That was close. Okay, thank God, man. Um... Hold on. Hold on. Let me try and figure this stuff out. I don't know, man. I'm I'm trying to see. I'm trying to find the actual pictures and stuff like that, but um, I don't know if the NFL released them. I don't know if the police released them. The police essentially released where they were, but not the actual marks themselves. So I can't like I can't look at them, but um, like I, I can't I can't find them. What the fuck is this? Wow Uh, okay Let me get off this site There's a site that had Okay, that's dumb That's probably, okay I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to find the marks But, um, who is this? Hold on, not who, but what is this? Oh no, she posted them She posted them I'm reading it right now. She like, she posted it on Instagram and it's a long ass like thread. So I'm reading it right now. Hold on. So she posts the pictures It does look, the context of, whoa, whoa, hold the fuck on. How did the NFL fucking drop the ball this fucking hard on this case? How, bro? How? So, I got the fucking pictures, or at least some of the pictures, right, First and foremost How does the NFL say that Any of this stuff makes sense Right So I'm looking at all the pictures And I'm looking at the bruises And she says like She got thrown through a wall Which it's like Some of the bruises What did she say? Choked Picked up and thrown Oh yeah And and then she says Being choked That doesn't No If you got choked You would have had bruises All around your neck Like that's a small Tiny bruise Like I don't know Like I don't know Who the NFL's doctors are But they're fucking dumb Because um, The choke mark Like there's way more marks All around like The Like the How how do I Like you know how like On your forearm right If you like Hold out your hands There's like the top end Not your hands But like Your arms And there And there's the Part of your forearm That like points up to the ceiling, or that's like, front, not front, but like, it's up, and what's, what's the word, not front, but, um, oh, oh my god, I cannot believe I couldn't figure out top and bottom, but there's the top bar, there's the top part of your forearm, and then there's the bottom part of her forearm, right, of your forearm, you know how like, that's a thing, where it's like, if you just hold out your arms, the top part is facing up, the bottom part is facing down, the bottom part of her forearm is, like, it's bruised, right? And it looks like she fell down, right? And the same thing kind of goes with her... Like, it's on both of her forearms, her left and her right forearms. It's like, oh, yeah, this, this just looks like it's bruised, right? And then it's, like, her knee as well. It also looks like it's bruised. And I've fallen off my skateboard hundreds of times to know when it looks like you've fallen down pretty fucking hard. And um, it looks like she fell down. But the thing that, like... Weirds me out about the, these pictures And I'm pretty sure If I find her Instagram I pro, not find it But if I look for it, I probably can't Find her Instagram Insta, Let me try and find it This is her, right? Please don't, hold on Nah, this ain't her This ain't her She did tweet some shit out On Instagram Which is why I'm like Not tweet Oh my god That literally makes no sense She did have An Instagram Like before this incident happened But um Now apparently she doesn't have one Hold on Let me try and Let me try and look it up I probably can't find it Is this it? Seriously? No way No, that's not it Is this it? Nope One more and then we're done No, we're not looking up anymore So the bruises in question, right? It looks like her bruises Looks like she took a spill Looks like she fell down Which, by some of the stuff that I've read Is pretty consistent with what's happened In that span of time If you're wondering what happened with Ezekiel Elliott's case In the span of about a week The girl Apparently Ezekiel Elliott had moved on, right? Ezekiel Elliott was like, boom, I'm out I'm done I don't want, I don't want to I don't want to deal with this girl, right? Also, by the by Apparently, this girl in February, and this is why I was like Zeke had dodged a bullet, uh, this girl got pregnant. This girl got pregnant in February of the year that he was drafted. So I won't say what happens. I'll say it, she had a miscarriage. Um, it fucking sucks that she had a miscarriage, but like seeing is what fucking happened after this shit. It's like fucking lucky. Fucking lucky. So, hold on. And she fucking, oh, sorry about the mic. And she fucking, like, tags Zeke in it, too. She, like, says, at Ezekiel Elliott after she's done with um, with putting all this shit on. Bro, this looks like she got into a fucking fight. Um, not with him, but with somebody else. And, again, in the police report and in the, uh, the S- SB has a fucking fantastic article talking about this. Where it's And the article headline is A Comprehensive Timeline of Ezekiel Elliott's Domestic Violence Case They do a fantastic job covering this whole shit They don't take it as liberally as the NFL does They take it pretty fucking seriously Because of course it's domestic violence But this girl looks like she got beaten up And she fell down And she probably got punched in the face Or kicked in the throat or whatever Because, and by the way Her knuckle on her right hand is swollen. Like, it's really, really swollen. You don't get a a, a fucking knuckle that's swollen like that unless you fucking deck somebody. As much as people want to believe that your hands don't get fucking destroyed when you punch somebody, like, they do. Unless you're trained. And if you're a girl, especially, your hands are done. Like, forget about your hands. There's no way... That this girl Like let's say Zeke is this horrible human being He's this abuser There's no way this girl fucking hits him this hard And he doesn't give as good if not more Right I'm just going off of the You know the He's a bad guy He's a terrible person Type of stuff Like let's say he is There's no fucking way that you would have gotten away with this Like you would have gotten A lot more to show to the NFL Which is again What I don't understand about The injuries in question Are similar to what we had Because to be honest uh, Not had But like the injuries Are what we concluded Because that's It's not true at all Where did she get the knuckle? How did she get that shit on? I don't get this shit Anyways So The um So the courts By the way The actual judicial system That matters They're like Fuck no This shit is not right This shit, uh, she's lying. We don't trust her. They didn't just do it in Columbus, Ohio, which Molly Karam in one of the uh, first take shows, she's like, yeah, you know, Columbus, Ohio, they're a part of Ohio State and they love Zeke and they'll bail him out even though he's not a part of the football team anymore. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Um, So what happens next is she press charges in Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale, they're like, we don't fucking believe her either, and what happened during the entire case was you had multiple witnesses come forward and be like, yep, we don't believe her either, um, that's not what happened, she got into multiple fights, by the way, off-duty cops were at the bar that she got into a fight in, and they had to fucking pull her off of another girl, or they had to pull a girl off of her, it was one of the other, she, apparently she was not winning this fight, So then, apparently, Zeke pulls up in a car with another girl at a party. And so she's like, I'm in this, the uh, accuser in question uh, pretty much says to Zeke, I'm going to fucking ruin your career. I'm guessing this is a response to that. So what happens next is the NFL goes on their bullshit fucking investigation and it gets thrown and laughed out of court because it was bullshit. And then they go to, uh, not Lisa Frio's, a Miss Kia Roberts. Kia Roberts was the only person, by the way, during this fucking investigation to interview the fucking alleged victim. And she was like, I don't believe that she should fucking, that Zeke, excuse me, that Zeke should get a suspension because I don't fucking believe her. So what happens next is you have this lady, her name is Lisa Friels, she is pretty much in charge of the NFL's investigation thing, Keo Roberts was essentially the woman that was the lead investigator on the case, but it's not like Lisa Friels go, goes out and investigates everything, she just kind of like, invest, she's the lead investigator, right, like let's say if the NFL, they were an actual police department, Lisa Friels would essentially be the police captain and... Kia Roberts would be one of her detectives, right? But something interesting happens in the Ezekiel Elliott case even after Kia Roberts, the investigator, reports, I don't believe her. I think she's lying. Listen to this Wikipedia article. In a role as the NFL's special counsel for investigations, Friel headed an investigation that on August 17th, 2016, resulted in New York Giants place kicker, Joss Brown, receiving a one Game suspension Keep in mind This fuckhead Actually Not only physically But mentally abused his wife For fucking years And he got one game And then people were like That's fucking horse shit Get him out of the league And that's exactly what happened Great job NFL You really really Cleaned up your game After Ray Rice Um, Instead of the league Mandated six game suspension Keep in mind It's mandated If you are found Hitting and abusing a woman You get six games he got fucking won, that makes sense, the suspension was reduced by more than 83% because of mitigating circumstances that the league and Friel have never revealed, but check this shit out, coverage of the case noted that Friel was reported to be a Giants fan, because that's not a conflict of interest at all, in her role, and this, and this is the kicker, this is the real thing, right, just listen to this, In her role as the NFL's special counsel for investigations, she also oversue or oversaw the domestic violence investigation of Dallas Cowboys, a divisional rival, by the way, of the New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott. And this is from the Wikipedia page of Lisa Friel's, by the way, just in case you wanted to check it out. In a lawsuit filed by the NFLPA, Friel. Ooh, sorry for the voice crack. Friel is accused of withholding critical information which would completely exonerate Ezekiel Elliott and allegations of domestic violence. Friel reportedly barred lead investigator Keo Roberts, who recommended no suspension for Elliott, from attending a meeting with NFL commissioner Roger Goodell. Hmm. Barring her. Keep in mind, this is the only person that interviewed the alleged victim. She's like, you can't come into the victim with the not the victim, the uh, you can't come into the meeting with the NFL commissioner and Ezekiel Elliott. I wonder why. I wonder why. Where Friel recommended a six-game suspension for Elliott to Goodell and other NFL executives, Friol was also accused of withholding evidence when she was impl- implicated, excuse me, for per- prosecute. Oh my God, this is going to be a hard word to say. Prosecutorial misconduct In the alleged rape case Of former New York police officers Kenneth Marino and Franklin Mata Pretty much she loves withholding evidence Because she's not only done it once In the NFL She's actually done it in a judicial court ...accused of withholding evidence when she was implicated of prosecutorial misconduct... ...in the alleged rape case of former New York officers Kenneth Marino and Franklin Mata.
3: Hmm.
1: Hmm, hmm, hmm. Sounds like somebody that you would really, really, really want... ...as your frickin'... ...as your fucking, what, what ...what is it? Vice President of Special Conduct Investigations. That's someone that you would want as a, and by the way, she has been described by her former boss, former New York prosecutor, Linda Fairstein, as a rabid Giants fan. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Josh Brown got one, one game and Zeke got six. Am I saying that she withheld evidence that would exonerate Ezekiel Elliott because he's a Dallas Cowboy and she's a Giants fan? Oh, yeah. Yes, I am. Was I not being honest? I wasn't being facetious. I'm being literal. I think that she withheld evidence that would that would have exonerated Ezekiel Elliott from a fucking six-game suspension. And I also think that she fucking barred Keel Roberts from the meeting because she knew that she would fucking destroy the the alleged accuser uh, because she was fucking lying. How do I know she's fucking lying? Check this shit out. Now I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a prosecutor, but, and this is what I'm talking about when I'm like Lisa, not Lisa, but Molly Karam didn't fucking read the text messages that apparently this, uh, this girl had had on Zeke because I have the police report right in front of me. Where was it? Where was it? Here we go. Here we go. No way. No way! No way! No way! Oh my god! No way! She fucking lied again. So the 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 thing that sucks is that SB put this put this article put all of the police reports on um on scribed dot com which I have to pay a membership and they aren't giving me the full access to the fucking article which kind of fucking sucks uh excuse me but she fucking where is it she fucking like she has she there's this tweet right not this tweet but this text message with one of her friends. Right? And she's like, come get me. And and this is like here it is, here it is. She's like, um, it looks like she's talking with one of her friends, right? And she says, Come get me from the lobby. And then she responds, and and not even responds, but a little bit after that, she's like, If they ask, he dragged me out of my car. And then the girl replies, her friend, the alleged Victim's friend Says okay Just now When we got here Like he pulled up And he yanked up He pulled up And he showed up Then yanked me out If the police ask Hmm Sounds like witness tampering To me Like we pulled up And he showed up What? And then yank, then yanked me out If the police ask Hmm Interesting It sounds like she's trying to create a witness Doesn't that sound like it? It sounds like she's trying to, you know, create a witness By saying, you know, if the police ask He pulled up, he showed up And then he yanked me out of the car And then before that She's like, if they ask, he dragged me out of the car It's like, shouldn't you tell them that? If that's your own testimony You don't need another person It sounds like you're trying to create a false witness I'm not not a lawyer I'm I'm just saying Her friend asks, where are you? Then she replies, sitting on the side of the road, where are you? But you may not, you may may say to me, like, 24, come on, man. It's not that big of a deal. It's not, it's not that serious, right? Check this shit out. Hold on. Let me take a swig of my water first. Here we go. Text message. This is from once again the alleged victim's friend who by the way was the only person that said this happened. Keep in mind, one of her coworkers who was at a pool party with the alleged victim was like I was at a pool party, I saw her in a bikini, she had no bruises when she was on the um when she was at the pool party. And apparently the injuries that she would sustain throughout the week Or that she got was throughout the week And they were from multiple different incidents That had happened throughout the week So Just to let you know And apparently he had done multiple different things Throughout the week Even though that there's kind of Multiple different instances that Listen, she could have been abused Seriously, she could have been abused But was it by Ezekiel Elliott? I don't think so Especially when it's like, literally it's two people that see it And probably the best way to describe Ezekiel Elliott is a very, very socially active person Where it's like, there's no way that I can imagine either you this happening before and after And somebody not seeing It's like he's literally surrounded by people all the time So let's continue forward with this, right? So the friend of the alleged victim... Text the alleged victim this Do you want me to lie about what happened that night Because Zeke's lawyer is, is about to call me again Hurry,
2: text me back Text me back
1: The alleged victim replies Huh? Call me What? Him pulling you out of the car by your wrist Keep in mind this is the thing this, She's lying about this right now She's asking a lie Right? What, him pulling you out of the car by your wrist? The alleged victim responds, call me. The friend says, I'm on the phone now, so hurry. And then she says, the alleged victim says her friend's name, which I'm not going to say. And then she says, yeah. And then the alleged victim's friend says, okay. All
2: right.
1: Those are the only text messages that I have And some other text messages as well Those are the text messages that that I have um, Excuse me Those are the ones that implicate At the very least, apparently Freaking, what's it called? Witness tampering Which is You can do in both civil and in criminal cases So if she wanted to sue him for a bunch of money This counts Um, Depending on the circumstances of the case Witness tampering can be charged As a misdemeanor or a felony Federal witness intimidation Is punishable, I don't think this is it But it's punishable by Up to 20 years in a federal Prison and a fine of up to 250 big ones Not dollars 250 Thousand dollars Just in case we aren't clear On that So this kind of all circles back to what I talked about a little bit over an hour ago Talked about Antonio Brown and how I did not think his his whole suspension was fair I did not think the 8-game suspension was warranted After he had pretty much been forcibly set, uh, sat down for like a year And I still have no idea if the Civil case will get settled I I don't think... The, uh, the alleged victim Will get Um, will get anything Because, um, let me Read you what I know that she's released her name I'm not gonna say her name again Hold on Let me type this in It's like 11 o'clock right now I gotta get some sleep Uh Let me freaking... Let me try and find the lawsuit. Somebody has to have... The lawsuit. that's not it. Alright. Okay. Let me, uh... Let me try... I'm trying to find her lawsuit so that way i can freaking just like bang bang you know okay um apparently she dismissed her federal civil complaint and she's now i, I think that, i think i even talked about this over a year ago or almost a year ago but apparently she's fucking she dismissed it in federal court and now she's trying to do it in civil court but where's her original statement Not her original statement Like her original lawsuit I'm trying to find that Because I broke down And I did all of this Almost a year ago too Looking at like Three articles And it's like just Can you give me the article Please Is this it? So I'm, like, tired of having to, like, press through, like, three links to get to the fucking story. Here we go. Uh... Okay, this is a statement. This isn't what I want to look at at all. Let me try and find it on Sports Illustrated. Let me see if they can actually link to the actual fucking statement. I literally just got, as I pressed on Sports Center. I literally just got a fucking, like block on my like uh, on my antivirus software that a freaking that a fucking threat was on my computer or was like here it is I finally found it after like almost getting hacked on my fucking computer anyways I literally just got like a threat on my computer where it's like they my computer was like um yeah you you just frickin', Uh, A website was trying to download something on your computer. Luckily, we stopped it. Thank you, antivirus software. A lot of shit happens on 24s podcast. So, let's get into this Antonio Brown thing one last time. And um, we're done. So, what was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So... There's, um, there's multiple different sections Of this legal document And by the way If you don't know Kind of how a legal document is written I don't necessarily know how it is written This is kind of one of my first legal documents That's been rip- written But I was in high school speech and debate And shockingly It's very very similar Where you have a statement And then you have Like an affirmation or negation Right You have In this case You have an affirmation The plaintiff won't say her name Is against the defendant Antonio Brown And they are going to Affirm a bunch of stuff They're going to say They're, they're essentially Going to make a bunch Of statements And then they're going To back those statements Up with facts Right And information And I should put facts In quotations Because it's From their perspective So they're going to Try and defend their client And make her Look very very good Whereas they're going to Make uh, Antonio Brown Look like a piece of shit Which is how debate Kind of works Brittany Taylor, oh, shit, I just, fucking hell, I literally just said her name, it's in the fucking document, I apologize, it's not my fucking fault, I tried, I really, really tried, I really fucking tried, and I think I said her name a year ago, I fucking tried, I apologize, fucking sorry, I'm gonna go ahead and say her name, because I fucking tried, like, I I tried, I tried, I even left out Ezekiel Elliott's freaking ex, but I tried, I apologize, you know what, if I'm going uh, you know, to fucking say her name, Brittany Taylor, I'm going to say it. Her name is Tiffany Thompson. That's the girl that accused uh, Ezekiel Elliott. So now we're on a first name basis. Brittany Taylor is a 28-year-old world-class gymnast who was born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. She comes from a highly religious and close-knit family. Again, making their clients seem very, very good. Miss Taylor started, started gymnastics when she was only three years old. Soon and soon became recognized as an athlete with exceptional abilities, discipline, and dedication. In high school, she trained trained twice a day for a total of 40 hours per week. In addition to her coursework, she reached elite level, meaning she was eligible to compete for international competitions like the Olympics. She received 14 full college scholarships, uh, scholarship offers, excuse me, from schools with some of the best athletic programs in the country. This year, she will be inducted into the inaugural Tennessee Gymnastics Hall of Fame. She succeeded in the sport, even though she often worked with unsupportive and verbally abusive coaches and was always, almost always the lone African-American gymnast on her team and at meets. Blah, 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 blah. So again, showing how good their client is and then um they go into a bunch of um stuff about how she's uh about uh, her and her initial meeting with Antonio Brown, blah, blah, blah. Brown engages in inappropriate behavior and sexualized misconduct. During a training trip in early June 2017, Miss Taylor was in one of Brown's homes in the Pittsburgh area where she was staying because he had not booked her a hotel room. She was getting dressed in an upstairs bathroom when Brown walked in with his penis exposed. She immediately covered her eyes with her hands and walked out of the bathroom. Question is why brown then kissed grabbed and kissed her without her consent miss taylor pushed him away and immediately left the room isn't that sexual assault then it's like kissing that's sexual assault right brown so then you could technically not only sue on and i think they've like they they title this sexualized misconduct but it should be sexual inappropriate behavior sexualized misconduct and sexual assault you don't have good good uh, good lawyers Brown then grabbed blah, 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 blah. Brown's actions made Miss Taylor extremely uncomfortable, of course. She was in a long term and serious relationship with another man and had no interest in a sexual relationship with Brown. Here's where this shit kind of gets weird, by the way. But because her professional relationship with Brown was important and because she took it seriously, Miss Taylor willed herself to brush off the episode, hoping that Brown would stop pursuing her. In late June 7th, 2017, and this is during the same year, by the way, however, during another training visit, Brown and Miss Taylor were watching a church service on Miss Taylor's iPad in Brown's home in Miami, Florida, as they had during their college Christian fellowship days. I'm a fucking Christian. <laughs> Again, saying fucking in the same sentence as Christian maybe not necessarily the best thing, but I'm a fucking Christian. Uh this shit sounds weird what we're about to read next. They often read scriptures, prayed Or watch services together during training visits. On this occasion, Brown was behind Miss Taylor as they watched the service on her tablet. Unbeknownst to Miss Taylor, while she was focused on the religious video, Brown began masturbating behind her before she knew it or understood what was happening. Brown ejaculated on her. Specifically, Miss Taylor fed a a wet spot on her back and then suddenly realized what had happened. How? She didn't know. It could have been water. That's, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. Thoroughly disgusted, Miss Taylor exclaimed ill. Brown, unfazed by her rejection, re- reaction, jokingly responded, OB, oh, you know I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry for jacking off while you're back Superman, uh, and supermaning that hoe. Then he left the room, apparently. Miss Taylor was dismayed, confused, and embarrassed. She called her mother, who advised her to immediately leave. Check this out. She also confided in Brown's chef, whom she had befriended about what had happened, and stated that she would not be returning to work for Brown. Shortly thereafter, she received a text message from Brown telling her she was fired. Brown also bragged in a preserved text message about masturbating on her, stating that he jacked his dick. Uh, Like, I hate how fucking people fucking write this shit. It should just say, I jacked—what? What? Is this a quote from the thing? I guess they inserted words Because they say Jack sick his dick on And this is in Like some of this stuff is in like parentheses Jack sick his dick on her back That's what it was uh, It wasn't his text text message This was stuff that they inserted And that he was going to laugh With one of their mutual friends from college about it Oh They have the actual text messages I jacked my dick on your back, slept with you in bed, fuck your knowledge, bitch, I've been all pro before I even knew you, <laughs> it's funny that he mentions being like all pro and shit like that, you hit me up online, bitch, crying I didn't hit you up, you never left my house since you had hotel, and by the way, Antonio Brown is horribly, um, inarticulate with words, so you're gonna hear a lot, I'm pretty bad at, uh, With articulating myself with words So I can't really insult him that much But Jesus Christ I have to like Literally process what he's saying And then try to tell you it In a um, Intelligible manner You never left my house Since you had hotel I'm guessing You fell asleep on my couch I'm guessing he's like I Like she had a hotel room She didn't want to Go back to her hotel room Fuck out of here My baby mama Trick your dumb ass Blast me You're a failure Telling everybody you own a gym What you gone Blast, don't fucking write my phone, lying bitch, spelled lying wrong, he spelled it L-I-E-N, thought it was easy to get a come up using God alias fake asshole, you and your mama thought y'all hoes had a come up, fuck out of here, don't write my team, thanks for giving us control of your life for three weeks, next time you and your mama plotting on a come up, make sure you all hoes pick the right man, dumb ass hoes, maybe somebody you already fucked. Your mama controlling your life like she gonna help you. Going help the come up. You failed at gymnast. You a nobody. Me and my black friends (laughs) uh, are laughing about this shit. Me busting on your back. I'll let him know when I'm bored. You a disgrace to little girls. Wow. Holy shit. This stuff. (laughs) Oh my God. This shit is deep. You a disgrace to little girls, you a failed gymnast living in the past at your mama's house with your mama. Luckily I showed you around, you're welcome. My baby mama knew a weak bitch when she spot one, you played yourself. Holy shit. I thought he also would have bra- bragged with he if he had slept with her. But some of this stuff that she's saying, it's kind of weird. Like, and I said this once again almost a year ago, I was like, it's kind of weird that she was in his bed, like, they're grown-ass adults, you know, and that she's in his bed, and by the way, like, I don't know if this ha I don't know if the- it says this, but apparently, like, a couple of weeks after this, she gets, like, she gets fucking, like, proposed, and then literally, the week that she files this lawsuit, she gets married, Like, she filed it, I think, on Sunday, and then she gets married on Wednesday. And she's like, I'm not, I can't, I can't talk to the NFL because I'm married. It's like, what? Why would you file this then? You knew the NFL was going to crack down on this. I don't know, this shit sounds weird to me. It could have happened. Hopefully it didn't, but uh, this shit sounds weird to me, bro. In approximately 20, uh, April 2018, Miss Taylor returned to working during off-season weekends for Brown. By the way, they had, They had done this. Or not done this, excuse me, but this is... Uh, but she had gone back to working with him. His life at this point was in apparent chaos. Many of the people who worked... Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Brown's aggression escalates to rape. By the way... Trigger warning, if you are a, uh, survivalist of rape, this shit sounds really, really rude what, <sighs>
2: what?
1: And keep in mind, she's, like, so she goes to a club with Antonio Brown and a few friends And it's, like, first and foremost, and apparently most of them were, what? And it's like, it's Antonio Brown and another football player And it's the alleged victim Why, why, why is she there? Why is she hanging out with a bunch of dudes? This is so weird to me Again, like, reading this again almost a year later is so weird to me Miss Taylor was planning to immediately drive to her hotel room But went into Oh my god, dude Again, like, I just it contradicts what, she, like, the law. The lawyer and what she's saying. Oh my god, dude, this is so, this is so fucking weird. Miss Taylor Brown and the other Miss Taylor's rental car. She drove, uh, and they left the the club in her in her rental car, right? So they went back to Antonio Brown's club. This is what happened. Miss Taylor was planning to immediately drive to her hotel room, but went into Brown's home to use the restroom and grab some food from the kitchen. Why? If you were immediately planning to go... Like, doesn't that sound contradictive where it's like, wait a second, you wanted to go back to your your hotel room immediately, it should have just been like, oh, we're just stopping, I'll pull up to your driveway, I'll drop you off, and then I'm gone. While Miss Taylor was walking toward the front door, Brown... Why? 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 Brown grabbed her arm, told her he wanted to talk to her, and pulled her into his bedroom. And this literally... Like... This sounds so weird to me They chatted for a few minutes And when Miss Taylor What did they talk about? And when Miss Taylor went to walk out of the room Seriously, what did they talk about? Because it escalates from here Brown cornered her and pulled her down on On the bed On her stomach Pushing her face down into the mattress She attempted to physically resist But he pinned her down so that she was unable to fight back Understandable Because he's a football player As she struggled, he lifted her dress and told her, you know you want this. Miss Taylor pleaded with him, shouting no and stop, but Brown refused and proceeded with great violence to penetrate her. Miss Taylor protested and cried the entire time when Brown finally released her. Miss Taylor stood up in a state of trauma and shock, crying in front of him. Devastated and disoriented, she ran into the foyer and collapsed on the ground. No one came to her rescue or to help her in any way. She was completely alone. Eventually, she summoned the strength to pick herself off the floor, make it to the door, get into the car, and drive, dazed and emotionally shattered, to her hotel room. She was so exhausted that she fell asleep at a stoplight on the drive back. Jesus Christ. The next day, Miss Taylor had to return to Brown's home to retrieve personal belongings before flying... flying back to Memphis. She... Courageously approached Brown, telling him that they needed to talk about last night He replied, you made me feel like a real rapist So weird Miss Taylor left Brown's Miami home Although she had to return to Brown's Miami home To retrieve some personal belongings She ceased to work Well, uh, she got a pregnancy test and an S T D test. Uh I don't know. This shit could have happened, man. But some of this shit sounds so fucking weird. On both sides, by the way. On both sides. But, um... Yeah, this shit isn't gonna work. Like, this shit isn't gonna work in a court. Unless you have more evidence than this. Like, I'm reading the... Like, I've read the entire... Court document by the way um, Like you're gonna have to get More shit than this Like this shit works in the NFL Where it's just accusations But literally like her only Evident like it's statements and no evidence It's um It's just the The only evidence that she has Is the two text messages That Antonio Brown sent that I read And that's it There's no receipts there's nothing here. It's just like the lawyer saying a whole bunch of stuff. And then she um, she says, prayer for relief, and this is essentially the damages. This is where, you know, they're saying, like, we want money. The plaintiff respectfully requests that the court grant her the relief requested as follows. An award of damages to be determined at trial to compensate plaintiff for all non-monetary and comp compensatory. compensatory excuse me harm including but not limited to compensation for her physical injuries pain and suffering humiliation embarrassment excuse me stress and anxiety loss of self-esteem and self-confidence and emotional pain and suffering an award of punitive damages in an amount to be determined at trial sufficient to deter defendant from engaging in future illegal and slash or Wrongful conduct. What does that mean? Again, that's not going to fucking fly in an actual court. Like an award of punitive damages in an amount to be determined, sufficient to deter to deter defendant from any. What does illegal and slash or wrongful conduct mean? Is that illegal and wrongful conduct to other people, to this person specifically? To, like, does that mean that he can't have illegal conduct in, in slash, or wrongful conduct at all? What exactly does wrongful conduct mean? What is illegal? Uh, like, illegal conduct, like, e- explain, like, illegal in, in what context? Because that can mean a whole bunch of different things. Right? This is essentially what Antonio Brown's lawyer is doing. And kind of what I'm doing because I don't understand that sentence. Such other and further relief As the court may deem just and proper And that's it That's September 10th of last year That's it, that's the entire document We have spent Holy fuck balls An hour and 30 minutes on this um, the, the whole reason why I thought I would spend this long on it And I didn't even plan on, I didn't plan on this But it just kind of happened Reason why I talked about it for this long is it just, It's just as simply put as this It's not as fucking simple as you want to exonerate or prosecute somebody. It's not as simple as the NFL can go in and be like, oh yeah, Antonio Brown's guilty when it's like, some of this shit in this document weirds me out. It really does. To me, some of the, and I'll say it once, I'll say it again, some of this shit, here's what I think would happen. I have no idea if they were fucking... It kind of sounds like she was fucking him And on top of that It kind of also sounds Like uh, like she Was like you know what And this is around the time that everybody was hating on Antonio Brown For example So um, not example excuse me But his doctor for example was like Antonio Brown Had farted in my face But Antonio And, and he was like um, the doctor was like you know Antonio was making fun And he was thinking it was a joke But I felt it was really uncomfortable But actually I watched that video And Antonio Brown, he was farting But he wasn't farting in his face And he apologized for it And he was like, you know, do you need me to move? And the doctor was like, it's all right." So, of course, he just kept on farting It's kind of what happens when you're eating healthy And you're jacked and stuff like that You fart a lot It's like, it's it's what happens But I don't know if she felt the need to jump in on that Or whatever I mean, this could be real But, again, some of the shit that is in it Doesn't seem to be the case Maybe that doesn't seem to be the case, but it just seems weird to me. But, um... You know, with this case, it's still not settled. It's still being handled in a Florida civil court. Um... By the way, something is... Oh my god. Who who is her lawyer? Who is her lawyer? Who is this guy? Okay. She needs to find better lawyers. Okay. I'm just some fucking moron on the internet. But out of if if I'm smart if I'm a Observant defense attorney Let me drink some water I'm gonna fucking use my 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 opponent's evidence against them A girl did this to me In high school She used my own evidence against me one time Because she found like Kind of holes that she could use against me And stuff like that And things that she could kind of find I've never seen a debate style like this Ever before in my entire life I'm literally about to do what she did Except a little bit worse so, and sh- and and this is this is something that easily Antonio Brown's lawyers could do. So, what the uh, what the girl essentially says, or not the girl, but the girl's lawyers essentially say is in one of the lines, and this is line twenty-five. She says, um, in June two thousand and seventeen, Brown reached out to Miss Taylor via Facebook, asking her how she was doing. Miss Taylor responded that she was doing well and enthusiastically described the development of plans. Um, and for the development of and plans for and plans for her gym. Describe the development of plans for her gym. Again, better lawyers. Your language sucks. And this is how they wrote the sentence. Miss Taylor responded that she was doing well and enthusiastically described the development of. And plans for her gym, there should be a comma or something like that in there. Or you can just get rid of the "and" and just say the development of plans for her gym. But then I look back and remember the most important thing. It was in June 2017, Brown reached out to Miss Taylor via Facebook. Um, according to the fucking text messages, which are the only evidence that you supplied. Where was it? Where was it? Hold on, hold on, hold on Uh, You hit me up online, bitch crying I didn't hit you up That's literally the line from the text message So what I could do If I'm a lawyer in this case is I could say, so if we're going to believe what you what this piece of evidence says, the only evidence that you have in this case, uh, you hit me up online, bitch, crying, I didn't hit you up. If we're supposed to believe this entire piece of this these documents, these pieces of evidence, we're supposed to believe it all, then apparently your client hit up Antonio Brown. And not Antonio Brown hitting up your client. And then that's where... The digging of not even the digging, but like, uh, excuse me, like showing how inconsistent the uh, the alleged victim can put, uh, then uh, can potentially be. Excuse me, and that's where you can be like, well, if she's lying about this, then what else is she lying about? I'll show you, blah 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 blah. But if I'm, but that's like how a lawyer is thinking of it. If I'm looking at it objectively, I'm just like, I don't know necessarily. How consistent The stuff that she's saying is true And I said this almost a year ago And I apologize for constantly repeating myself But I'll say it again here Um, When she was When I was reading that whole thing about the rape I was like um, This kind of sounds like Out of a movie or a book Like it doesn't sound Like it sounds like I've read or seen this before You know Like I remember Like I remember it kind of reminding me, unfortunately, of, like, the Sansa Stark scene where they didn't show it, but it was very, very similar to, like, Sansa Stark in Game of Thrones and the, uh, the, 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 the terrible prince, like, they had gotten married and, like, he had raped her on her wedding night, like, reminded me of that a little bit, I don't know, but, um, I would love... Like, I would... I, that that sounds weird. I would love to actually have this person be interviewed. Just to, like, ask questions and to see her response. And I feel like, weirdly enough... Nope. Can I find an interview of this? Because this is, like, really, really... Because Antonio Brown, by the way, apparently is being, like... Suspended because of the moving truck incident. Combined with this, which... Is so fucking dumb. It's like can't really suspend a guy for a moving truck incident and then label it rape. But um yeah, that's that's why essentially he's being suspended. But let me figure this shit out. Hold on. Is there an interview with this chick? I just, like, typed in her name. Bro, there's, like, so many fucking videos on this girl. Hold on. Let me mute this shit. Apparently, there's a fucking alleged video. Not a alleged. There's a video out. Hold on. Let me find a video without any, any commentary on this shit. It's thirty minutes. One like two people have a thirty-minute video. They don't have the fu- they don't have the fucking footage. Uh... I fucking hate it whenever people like clickbait and have this like. And say like, we got the video, we got the video And you don't fucking have the video It's like, fucking show me the goddamn video If you have the goddamn video Fuck, man Does anyone have the fucking video or not? Everybody, like, teases like they got the fucking video with the alleged victim in Antonio Brown, but they don't fucking have it, which is, like, why the fuck are you, like, why would you clickbait this shit? Everybody's fucking clickbaiting me. I fucking hate this shit. Show me the goddamn video if you have the goddamn video. Here it is. It's at the fucking end of the video. Oh fuck yeah Oh yeah This shit looks so fucking weird bro Oh yeah Antonio Brown He's got her He's got her in bed I don't know who it is But yeah that's her And it looks like she just got fucking ready Hold on Who is this? Who fucking posted this shit? Yeah Like I don't know what she's looking at I think she could be on Her fucking iPad but Bro this shit looks so weird fuck am I watching, what the fuck is that, it looks like they just fucked, it looks like, like, it looks like they just fucked, hold on, hold on, like, this is way, like, okay, now, okay, like, I better get off this shit, I've been on this shit for one, for an hour and 44 minutes, this shit looks like the exact same thing, That I was talking about last week, last year Where I was like, oh my god This does not It doesn't look right It doesn't look right So let me get off this shit Because I've been on it for like an hour In 44 minutes It doesn't look right Doesn't look right NFL should stop fucking doing this shit It's so dumb, it's so dumb Get off of it You're not if it follow, we'll say, hey, we'll follow the judicial system And I hate it whenever women in the media They always say, well, women represent 50% of all fans And blah, 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 blah It's like, um you know what? I don't believe you I don't believe you Because when I look up in the fucking stands And I look at and see the fans A lot more dudes in the stands In the fucking stands than women Lot more dudes. And what are the statistics on that, too? And what, what exactly was the test? What are the stats on that? According to a study... By Ohio University About half of all American women Are football fans As opposed to 69% Of American men In fact women are the fastest growing audience For the National Football League How is the study conducted And in what parts Is it Ohio State Or is is it like Oh my god I seriously I gotta fucking subscribe to their dumbass Site I'm not doing that shit Sport so this is by Statista. <laughs> what does a fan mean? What is casual and uh, okay, so I'm on I'm on this fan, right? As this fan, this site. Statista. Right? So They have the genders in two different studies. So, casual fan is forty-two percent for males. Avid fan is thirty-six percent for males. And then, like, they don't—they're not a fan at all is twenty-two percent. For a casual fan, it's like, yeah, okay, it's forty-two. Avid fan, avid fan, it's ten percent. And then, not a fan at all is forty-eight percent. Like, there's way more women that aren't fans than are fans. Well, maybe that's not the case. More women that are casual fans, or not casual, excuse me, but that aren't fans that are casual or even avid fans. Considering, like, there's only 22% of people, men that weren't fans at all. And it's like, how does how do you measure? Women are the fastest growing fan audience for the NFL. How do you measure that, right? Because it's like there's only two genders. So if women are starting to become like Like it, it's like how, how do you How does that work exactly Because And let me ask this question in a better way If women are becoming the fastest growing audience It's like Okay so comparatively, comparatively to men Over the last 100 years I guess Cause that's the only competition that they have It's only against men right This sounds like a really, really bad podcast It sounds like really, really male and stuff like that I don't know I don't know What percentage of football fans are female? 40% of the NFL fans are female And the sport that has the closest female to male ratio It is even estimated that the number is now nearly 44% Okay I also want to ask, like, what does a fan mean? Like how many women are, are fans of football Or are fans of like a team Because there's a difference I'm a fan of both Football and a team But I don't know I'm also an avid fan I don't think a lot of people do what I do Especially when I have a podcast And most people don't Actually a lot of people have podcasts these days So I want to talk about all this other stuff I mean we're already getting close to like two hours let me go ahead and talk about it. Let me take a swig of water first. Why not? Why not? Also, let me turn on my fan here. Where is my remote? Where is my remote? Is my remote? Here it is. Beautiful. Turn this thing off. This monster of a fan off for like an hour, and it's just somehow, some way, it's 80 degrees in my room. <clears throat> so let me talk about something. So Gary Kubiak, the Raiders' kind of um, advisor on offense, I don't know what his actual role was. He is now the Vikings' offensive coordinator. And to those people that are like, really? Wow, I can't believe he's the Vikings offensive coordinator. To those people, I say, duh. Of course he is the Vikings offensive coordinator. He's been the Vikings offensive coordinator for how long? Pretty much since he got there. So that's probably two, maybe three years. Unless I am tripping. Tripping. Yeah, he's been there since uh, 2019 He's been the assistant head coach 2019 And then he was offensive Yeah, he was offensive coordinator Technically he's going to be offensive coordinator this year He was assistant head coach But um, he was the offensive coordinator last year Was not Kevin Stefanski The whole concept of bringing in Gary Kubiak last season And having him be the Assistant head coach uh, Was to essentially be the offensive coordinator because, I don't know if you watch Vikings uh, football and if you know the Vikings, essentially what was going on last year was Kevin Stefanski was like, well, we just got ourselves a new quarterback. We got to use him. So they were like, well, we got 2,000-yard wide receivers, a uh, running back who can catch, and Kyle Rudolph, let's throw the let's throw a party on teams that didn't work. So then they were like, let's just start running the football with Gary Kubiak, and that's what worked. Which is why I'm really, really down on Kevin Stefanski as the new um Browns head coach Cause it's like yeah you got 2,000 yard backs But he's also got Odell and Jarvis and Baker And the reality is He's probably gonna throw the football over running it Which is um Not necessarily the Browns strength Considering their offensive line Isn't very good And uh Baker Mayfield is a young guy And they're going up against the Ravens the- What's their schedule Besides like Indivisional teams who else are they playing this season? They got to go up against... Oh, okay. So their schedule is doable. Ravens, Bengals, Washington, Cowboys in the first four weeks. So, you know. You like what you see. You li- you can probably take two, maybe three games. I say two, maybe three games because the Cowboys, you know. Like, if, if Baker can find out a way to use... Excuse me. Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry and David Njoku and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the in the passing game, then, I mean, Dallas just doesn't have the... But da- Dallas does not have the guys to cover Odell and Jarvis by themselves. Their secondary is a mess. It just is. So, he's got a shot. And that's his only shot. And his head coach loves to throw it. Do not buy. Do not buy on the fake and... The uh, the constant narrative that apparently he freaking loves to run it. He does not love to run it. Kevin Stefanski wants to throw that thing up and down the damn football field. What are you people talking about? He loves to run it? No, he doesn't. What are you talking about? He didn't run in freaking. He didn't run in freaking Miami. Not Miami. In Minnesota. That's why he's out of Minnesota. What are you, what are you talking about? Act right. Should I talk about this before I get into, like, the final topic that I gotta talk about? Yes So, Amari Cooper Amari Cooper was interviewed today Was interviewed today What did AC have to say, 24? What did he have to say? Well, had to say a lot but Most importantly, he got into this very, very interesting conversation about CDLM and also some of the other wide receivers on the football team. Here's Amari Cooper. Let me pull up the quote. Here's Amari Cooper talking about getting his uh consistency together when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. Hopefully, by the way, I do not get an ad when I play this uh this this clip. It's gonna be a little bit quiet because that's just that's just how they fucking recorded this video. Yeah, you know I mean uh, me Dak, um, a couple of the other receivers, some tight ends, running backs. We've we've all been getting together pretty consistently um for months now. Um working on our route running, working on the offense and everything like that. So we've been we've been getting a lot of work in, um getting that timing right as if we were, you know, doing a mini camp or OTAs. So if you didn't hear him, pretty much what he said was uh me, Dak, and a bunch of wide receivers and people we've been getting together, and a bunch of running backs and tight ends and stuff like that, getting together, practicing pretty consistently throughout the uh the entire offseason. As if we had essentially had training camp and OTAs and stuff like that. Now keep in mind Amari and Dak and Zeke, they've all gone through OTAs together. Right. And I was wondering. Kind of throughout the entire offseason I was like, you see all these guys working And I'm, you know, I'm I'm somebody who knows certain dudes that work And stuff like that And post workout videos I was like, man, I don't see anything from the Dallas Cowboys You know, I see some stuff from the rookies but I don't see anything from, like, Dak and Zeke and Amari and Gallup I'm like, where's the videos at? Where are those guys at? It's like, if you remember in March Dak and Zeke and the Cowboys had come under fire Because everybody's like, why aren't you guys socially distancing? And it's like, I, like They got in trouble for taking a photograph together And it's like, meanwhile, now you got Brady And all these Bucks players Practicing together Some people wearing masks, other people not And, um I was wondering that question myself I was like, man, why aren't Dak and the Cowboys Like, where's some footage of them Practicing and throwing together, right? And then I see Jane Slater on Twitter She's got these pictures Of Amari Cooper On this football field Kind of in like this forested area Catching passes man Like these pictures right I'm like hmm And like This this picture looks familiar Let's hear what Amari has to talk about You know getting ready for the NFL season, and then I'll talk about some of these pictures. The year because I've been training, um, but uh, in terms of the team, I feel like uh, everybody has been training. Everybody's been working hard in their offseason,
2: um, and everybody is on an even playing field because, you know, all the teams are starting late. So, uh, you know, whatever the situation is, whatever the circumstance is, I feel like we're going to be ready. I know I'm going to be ready.
1: While you your loan. So he's gonna get asked a question. This is very, very important what he's gonna say um, right, uh, next. And it's gonna be muted because the audio is bad. Her, her, her on your part Not today. muted, but it's like it's gonna be like muffed because the, uh, the audio is bad. Didn't
5: happen. Do you believe
1: it- it's funny, it's like literally every other like, football team can get like good sound in for like their players ask, getting asked questions except for the Cowboys. It's funny how that
4: works. It will happen going forward, or, or,
2: or just how do you view his contract status going into this year? I don't, speak, I don't speak on other people's contracts.
1: Oh, wait, no, that's not it, my bad. So, a couple of, uh, like a week ago, or maybe even two weeks ago, Dak is seen with his, uh, with his girlfriend. Not even seen, but they're taking a picture. All right, it's this girl... No idea who she was at first Oh She Is the french fry girl She is the girl That was at Dak's party And technically this party That this girl His girlfriend was at Natalie Buffett That's his his girlfriend This girl I was at his party like four or five months ago that he got in a lot of trouble with. She was the girl eating the French fry, right? So, turns out she's his girlfriend. Now, I don't care about any of this shit, <laughs> but I, I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of want to, kind of want to look at it, right? Like, how hot, you know? Because I'm one of those guys that's like, well, well, how hot is she? Right, and it turns out, man, she's she's pretty hot. But then, once you kind of get over it, it's like, okay, what else? What else is there, you know, to get? And it turns, whoa, she's apparently Canadian and I think Swedish. Okay, and she's already privated her account. So, I I don't know, I don't know. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm not mad at Dak. You know what? <laughs> I'm not mad at Dak Prescott, man. Dak is out here dating sweetest Canadian models. Kid from, what? where's Dak from? He's from some town in Louisiana. Where is he from? Where is he from? Apparently he's from Sulphur, Louisiana Man, a kid growing up from Sulphur, Louisiana Dak is showing him, hey Hey man, you can become an NFL quarterback Not only a NFL quarterback But the NFL quarterback Quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys Date a hot Swedish-Canadian model And uh, make bank while doing it (laughs) I'm proud of this man I'm proud of Dak Prescott Dak is living his damn best life You know what? You're hating on Dak Prescott. You're just a hater, man. You're just <laughs> I love this guy, man. So after you, after I kind of got over it, you know, oh, okay, she's hot, right? I looked at his house, right? Cause I'm an observant person. And they take a picture on their balcony, on his balcony, right? And behind his his house. So he you know, he's on the balcony of his home. He has like a swimming pool And then he has this gigantic backyard But he also has this fenced-in area And I was like, what's that behind That's a football field That's a football field and Without the goalpost, thank God That's a football field in Dak Prescott's backyard You may be asking, well, 24, what's the relevance? What's the significance of that? Relevance, the significance of a football field being in Dak Prescott's backyard is for the exact reason that we are in a uh, a pandemic. Apparently, this field just got fucking finished. The reason why it's important to recognize Dak Prescott has a fucking football field in his literal backyard. Hold on, I got a burp. Excuse me. And so that way he can not only have practice whenever and wherever he wants But he literally only has to fucking step outside of his front door Or technically his back door to get it And it's a fucking private fucking area, right? There's no more, hey, we're going to a high school like we're Tom Brady And we have to ask, it's like, because everybody will fucking be on that shit in an instant, Right? Which is also why probably they didn't do it And when when you listen If you go back and I can't And I completely forgot where it was in the in the interview But when, when I was listening to that interview Amari was talking about how They now go to Dax's spot His house Because it's newly finished But before that it was in another location Where? I don't know and he doesn't say it Probably not in an actual team facility Because the team facilities were closed If you're thinking, well they were just in the star They were not in the star, the star was closed so this whole building of the football field is, hey, just in case of we need it, we got it. It's like a basketball player having a basketball court in their fucking backyard. That is so fucking dope, man. And now that's where they go. And they, I don't know where they practice, but it's probably secluded. It's probably pro- quiet and private. Because Steven Jones got on them and he's like, well, you guys can't post shit anymore. And So like, fine, I'll fucking build a football field in my backyard and we'll post whatever the fuck we want to post. So that's where I saw the Amari Cooper catch. I was like, him catching... And by the way, Amari Cooper now has sideburns. Apparently, that's now a thing as well. But I'm like, this is where Amari Cooper was catching the passes. He was catching them in Dak's backyard. And he also goes in and talks about CeeDee Lamb and how CeeDee Lamb and him were working on their routes. I'm telling you, Dallas is prepared, man. There are teams that are going to come into the season that didn't fucking work and didn't fucking prepare... I'm telling you The offense of the Dallas Cowboys Is not going to be one of those teams Like at all Speaking of Dallas Let me play you something Speaking of Dallas being unprepared Let me play you a Breath Of fresh air And uh, and the Dallas Cowboys new head coach Mike McCarthy addressing the uh, the football team. So this is Mike McCarthy, This is a highlight. This is a hype video. I guess I don't know what it is. Hey Dallas Cowboys YouTube channel with the shitty editor that literally only posts like one minute videos every single time because he's too lazy to fucking edit more than uh, a video with more than one minute in it. Why don't you fucking post better videos and maybe I'll watch them more. But um, and maybe you'll get more watch time and maybe you won't actually get close to being freaking booted out. Uh, for top subscribers on an NFL football team by the Raiders, man, what, make better content, I bet, like, if I, I swear to God, man, I can literally go on right now, and be able to be like, oh, yeah, you guys had, like, another fucking, like, shit ton of interviews, not even interviews, but, like, media scrums, no, you didn't, thank you, and do you want to know what, you actually have way more views than you do on, like, uh, than literally anything else that you post. Do you want to know why you have more views on the player-related content? Because that's what actual people came to see. Nobody wants to actually see, no disrespect to Darren Woodson, not Darren, yeah. um, Is it Darren Woodson? I think they did talk to, no, it's Charles Woodson, my bad. Uh, with, with With Charles Woodson, no disrespect to him, nobody wants to see an interview with him. Everybody wants to see an interview with Amari Cooper. I love Charles Woodson. He was a fantastic Dallas Cowboy But it's like I want to see Amari Cooper Get interviewed And I also more importantly want to see fucking players Work We already know people are doing on the field exercises Why aren't the Dallas Cowboys Why don't you have those things put out Why don't you post those, uh, post those things Come on This isn't that hard I want to see it But here's Freaking Mike McCarthy addressing the team
6: After some shitty ass intraments be able to stand in front of you and get started on this unique, very unique opportunity. Obviously, any time you got a chance to be part of an NFL opportunity, it's special. But I think stating the obvious, the uniqueness of this battle with COVID that we got in front of us, not only just here professionally, but personally. For the 13th, we'll have our traditional, you know, big big team meeting. It'll be more like the traditional training camp I'm sure you guys are accustomed to. Everything we do will be about winning, okay? Personally, even more so, the investment from the organization, staying in tune with the education, the resources that are, I mean, this has been a moving part. If you guys were in here a week ago, this, this particular part of the facility didn't look this way. So we're still working to keep upgrading and making everything as safe as possible. All right, man, have a great day. Thank you.
1: I love Mike McCarthy, man. Mike McCarthy is so awesome, bro. Mike McCarthy is so awesome, man. By the way, at the end of the uh, of the thing, I think, I think, I think that's Dak or Tony Pollard. I think that's Dak because yeah, he has a he has a beard. Um, I don't know. Did they sh- do they show Dak entering? They show Zeke. That's me farting. Excuse me. I ate some gumbo. Oh, yeah, that's Dak. So they show Dak at the end, and he's wearing his hat backwards And um, when, he, when he exits. And when he enters, uh, he's wearing it like frontways. But that's Dak, that's Zeke, that's Tyron, and that's Zach all talking about what? Man, I would love to be a fly on that wall. I would love to hear what they're talking about him, but I knew that was Dak as soon as I saw the, the the eyes. I was like, he's he's sometimes got he's like Devin Singletary, right? He's got intense eyes, man, right? Devin Singletary, the guy, uh, the Bears linebacker with the with like the insane eyes. No, Devin Singletary is a running Mike Singletary. Yeah, Mike Singletary. Devin Singletary is a running back for the Bills. My bad. They both have the same last name. But Mike Singletary, he had the intense eyes. Dak's got those same damn eyes. He's got those intense, like, wide eyes. Like, that's that's what he's got. So when I saw that and I heard Mike McCarthy say, like, um, like uh, you know, what we're going to be is a team about winning and what we will do from now on is all about winning and all that good stuff. And I was like, hmm, man, what a tonal shift from Jason Garrett. And then I went into like the wormhole. I got, I kind of got myself trapped, right? And I was like, I got to talk about it on the podcast. Okay. So I started to talk about, or started to think to myself, I was like, man, Jason Garrett was a really, really bad coach for the Dallas Cowboys because I always get myself into that situation. And I was like, but how, how bad was he percentage wise, win percentage wise? I'm like, well, let's find out So here, I have the total wins Total number of wins Of each team for the past 10 years And I have each team's total wins Last year And you may be saying to me 24, that's like 32 different teams 64 different numbers You gotta have last year's win numbers Then you gotta have 10 years wins Like 24, that's a lot of work You won't do it Wrong I did it It took like 3 hours Or 2 hours to do I did it And then what I also did Was I calculated Every single team's win percentage And then after that I calculated every single team's Divisional win percentage And then after that I calculated every Every Not every But the league's Win percentage as well I was like I wanna just see what exactly the total win percentage is, and it took me like two or three hours to get this number, these numbers, but I got them all. But this whole conquest started off with me remembering that Saquon Barkley said, or not even Saquon, but apparently somebody within the Giants organization, maybe it was Jason Garrett, had said that our offense is going to be very similar to Dallas's offense. And then Saquon Barkley saying, I've spoken to Zeke about the Dallas Cowboy offense Because apparently our offense is going to be very, very similar To what the Dallas Cowboys offense is going to be Let me pull up Let me pull up the Giants schedule Now, notice during that whole spiel with Mike McCarthy And notice, I don't know if you've noticed this, by the way Cowboys offense hasn't been leaked. Nothing really has been leaked except Dak's contract negotiations, but that's been leaked. But nobody knows like like Dallas hasn't come out and said we're running the football, right? Mike McCarthy has said we're going to give the football to Zeke, but it's like that's relative. It's like how how much is that going to be the case? Right? But Mike McCarthy has been pretty close Lipped about Their offense He hasn't even mentioned like Whether or not Or not even Whether but how they're going to use C.D. Lamb He hasn't even mentioned if they're going to run 11 personnel He's been interviewed a lot by the way I find it very very Interesting that Dallas with a New head coach has become very very Close and tight lipped With Jason Garrett they're like eh you know we're We're running the football right With Saquon We're running the football with Saquon Barkley, right? It's interesting how that stuff works, right? And I remember thinking to myself I'm like, how does that even leak? How do you leak that your offense is going to be Literally exactly like Dallas' offense was last year? How does that get out, right? And I'm like, oh, this is Jason Garrett He's the type of dude that's going to choreograph everything. He's the type of dude that's going to tell you what you're running and how you're running it and how what we're running and how we're running it and where we're running it. And he doesn't care. Because he's like, well, we have the most talent on the team ever, right? So I went ahead and I looked at the Giants' schedule and they, got, they are in for a doozy. Steelers, Bears... Niners, Rams, Cowboys first five weeks of the season You could potentially go 0-5 First five weeks of the season Bears, they love to stop the run They love to stop Zeke Steelers, they got some good defensive ends And uh, they got Josh Allen, 49ers I don't even gotta talk about the 49ers They were playing in the damn Super Bowl Rams, they got Aaron Donald and the Cowboys I mean, good luck trying to run the football When you're gonna get just sliced to bits Against the Cowboys passing attack Point is ladies and gentlemen You cannot choreograph Literally Months in advance Because this wasn't this month This wasn't last week This was months ago You cannot choreograph What your offense is going to be Months in advance And now every single team is like Oh yeah we'll just prepare for them And we'll find the the bad tape on Zeke And we'll find the bad tape on Saquon and we'll find the games Where Dallas did not work or Dallas's offense did not work And we'll just exploit them And we'll just figure it out And we'll just pretty much play the Giants Like we played Cowboys Except instead of having a All-time Hall of Famer In, uh, in Zach Martin Or Hall of Famers, excuse me In Zach Martin and Travis Frederick And Tyron Smith And probably a Hall of Famer Future Hall of Famer And Leo Collins Instead of having all those guys Now you have Who's our offensive line again? Nate Soldier is out because he used to have cancer and his son has cancer. All power to him. Hopefully, him and his family are going to be safe and happy and successful this uh, this season. Hopefully, they enjoy watching football. Hopefully, they're they're gonna uh, be healthy and happy in the next couple of months. But Nate Soldier is out. He's your left tackle. Let me look up your offensive line. Roster I can't believe I have to type in Roster And then I gotta go to their website To figure it out
2: Figure it out
1: Let me see it I hate fucking depth chart man Depth charts Like I should have A fucking Player I should have A position Cause I want Positional groups I wanna just Press a button be able to look at your positional group and be able to be like, oh yeah, this is this is what I want, and I'm on the the NFL.com. Their site fucking sucks. Every site doesn't do this. Hey guys, have your positional groups on your fu- have a positional group on your site so that way I can just press a button. At least CBS does it right where I can just scroll. But fuck man, give me a fucking break. So is it alphabetical order? Yeah, it's alphabetical order It's not by starters So, Andrew Thomas is um, is the guy that they drafted <sighs> um, They have Cameron Fleming He may play left It may be Andrew Thomas going up again It may be, like, I would put him on I, I, I don't know, I would put him at left tackle at this point And see if Nate, uh, Nate Solder wants to play right But, um they're in trouble, man. They are in trouble. Giants are uh, are are in a really really bad spot. Offensive line, of course, and they don't have Hall of Famers. So when you get to this situation, when you get to this point in the season, when you when the Steelers have to prepare for you, they they're like, oh, we have a great secondary, and uh, we can probably stop the run. So we'll just force. Daniel Jones, a third year young guy, third year player, to throw it on us, and we'll say, hey, Daniel, beat us with your arm and Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate and Evan Ingram and a bunch of nobodies on your football team. Please and thank you. You know what you want to know what he's gonna do? Interception, fumble, interception, game is lost. And then it's just gonna continue a trend. With, um, with the Giants, where they're like, man, everybody knows our plays. I don't know why they know our plays, and it's like, because you're running Dallas's offense. You're going to have three straight weeks. Dallas, Washington, Eagles, after that four-game stretch of you going up against the Steelers, the Bears, the Niners, and then the Rams, you're going to have a, a, a three-game stretch where you're playing all of your divisional rivals in a row. And then you're going to go up against the Bucks Then you're going to play up against Washington and the Giants Not Washington and the Giants, excuse me Washington and the Eagles for the final time And then you kind of get a semi-easy schedule Depending on how you want to look at it Um, Bengals, then Seahawks, then Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Cowboys Not fun if you're a Giants fan Not fun at all Especially when your head coach Or your uh, offensive coordinator Is telling other teams Exactly what you're running It's not smart It's not clever It's not tough It's stupid But I got the win percentages All the teams And we'll end with this Got all the win percentages Of all the teams You may be asking me 24 Do you really have all the win percentages Of all the teams in the NFL Throughout the last 10 years And last year I'll say to you You darn Skippy I do Ask me who You know what I'll go to the Bengals Bengals, they won 52 games They won 32% of their games They also won 6 games last season 37% uh, 37.5 win rate mm. That doesn't fucking make any sense Am I sure on that? Hold on How many games did they honestly win? Why were the Lions, oh, I was like, why were the Lions, why didn't the Lions draft higher, right? So I was like, why didn't the Lions draft higher? And it's like, oh, because the Lions, no, they drafted three, right? The Lions, they won't, hold on, did I seriously do this? I think it's like tiebreakers and stuff like that. So yeah, the Lions were three and 12, because how, how many, how many games did the Bengals win? I got this shit wrong, already Fantastic, I'm already making a donkey Out of myself already So, i was like, so already My numbers are already fucking off I'm like, that doesn't make any sense I, I can't believe I didn't catch the fucking bangles And you want to know what I did? You want to know what I did? I took last year's win record Which they were 6-10, and 10, right? And I was like, that doesn't make any sense That the bangles aren't first, right? I got every other team right. Make no mistake about it. I got every other team right, but uh, the Bengals—they're two and fourteen. What happened was, and I'm now like freaking like, I rolling my. Let me, can I do this right now? Yeah, let me do this, right now. It'll only take like two seconds. And luckily, this doesn't affect the ten-year graft. This ju- graph, excuse me. This only affects. Actually, it kind of does. But only a little bit. By only like, maybe like point something percent. Fuck, I'm bad at analytics. But what I did was, and this mistake is, sucks, but it happens. Uh, What I did was I looked at the 2018 record and it was 6 and 10, and I fucked it up with the 2019 record, which was 2 and 4. 2 and 14, excuse me. Happens, so let me go like 2 and 14, 2 divided by 16. What is that? What's that one percentage? And I just got a text message, too. No, I didn't. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, okay, I got it, like, three hours ago. It's already too fucking late. Uh, Let me fucking do two divided by... Oh, man, I prepped so much for this, and it's like the first stat that I read off is already incorrect Hold on two divided by 16... Oh, they only won 12% of their games. Okay. 12. I may have to do all this all over again, but it's like, not really, no. So, Bengals, they won only two games. So, they only won 12% of their games. Let's go on to a team that I actually fucking did right. The Vikings. They won 81 games. 50.625% of their wins. That's how many... That's their win percentage. Not wins, excuse me, but 50.625%, that's their win percentage, they won 10 games last season, 62.5% win rate, please, for the love of God, please tell me that the Vikings actually won 10 games last season, so that way I don't seem like a donkey on, on the podcast, once again, please, please, please be 10 wins, thank God, it is 10 wins, so you get the point, right, I fucked up, but I also, I'm also, like, I have the numbers. My numbers are actually correct, right? Chiefs, they won 96 games in 10 years, 60% win rate. They won 12 games. They had 75 a 75% win rate. Like, the Chiefs, they were awesome. Like, I could go on and on besides the freaking Bengals. Sue me. It was a mistake. I fucked up. But it won't affect it that much. But going back to Jason Garrett, right? So I wondered, I asked the question, like, honestly, honestly, what is the win percentage, the average win percentage of the NFL? And I spent three hours to essentially learn that it is or was exactly what I thought it was, and that's, it's pretty much around 50%. In the last 10 years, it was 49.22%. And um, this year and the last, like, last year's one percentage, it was 50.58. So if you're winning, like, 50% of your games, you're average. You're average. And um, I got to play this Jane Slater clip before I fucking, before I fucking, like, go any further than this. Let's play Jane Slater on the Rich Eyes on the Show. She's talking about Jason Garrett.
4: Garrett, how come he doesn't get the credit? I'm serious. Like again, you just mentioned that game against the Saints. Everybody was ready for the Saints to go ahead and steamroll yeah. the Cowboys, okay? Cuz he's that's all Jason does is clap, right? That's the idea. That's he's Poor a, Jason. He's a clapper.
5: He's such a different guy to away from the cameras. He what, really is. Okay,
4: give me give me something on that, Jane. What do you got for me when, on that? So
5: he does these off the uh it's it's a it's the walk off. And so that's when he's not on the podium and you sort of get real Jason Garrett. And you hear him say it from time to time. Well, that's a discussion over a bunch of lemonades. But he really is this really interesting, interested person. As a matter of fact, funny story about Jason. I've got his number. I'll reach out from time to time. He will not return one text, one call, no matter what the situation is. If I'm giving a heads up about something coming down the pipe, don't hear from him. My dad and I went up to the facility to do a, a tour. My dad, obviously big Cowboys fan growing up in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And Jason spent probably 10, 15 minutes with my father. Mm-hmm. And I sent him this text message. I said, I really, really appreciate that. That meant a lot to me. I get this text message. Just, mm-hmm. it meant so much to see you interacting with your dad. Now I get where you get your personality. And so I wrote back, so this is your number. <laughs> 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 That's sort of the dynamic of our relationship. Right. But keep nice. really, the reason why I say, everyone always says, well, there." are they're always a mediocrity. I'm like, well, they've only had one losing season under Jason Garrett, and the players speak pretty freely to me, and not one of them has thrown him under the bus. He continues to garner their respect, uh, their attention. You start hearing guys talk the way that, that he talks. Dak really respects him. Um, so I think that's the reason why Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones keep him around. They respect him too, but I think they just haven't had a better candidate. I mean, show me someone better that the cowboys would potentially go after i'd rather go with the devil that i know if i'm those guys than someone that i don't well
1: so technically speaking he's had two losing records under the under the dallas cowboys in 2016 or not 2016 in 2010 uh where he took over halfway through the season with wade phillips he was six and ten and yes i don't i don't care i don't care because i counted it i counted it for mike mccarthy when uh, when his butt was fired by the fakin the frickin Packers halfway through the season, I'm counting it for Jason Garrett, and he also had another losing season, four and twelve in 2015 without Romo. But do you want to know what? I don't really care about losing seasons. I care about how many times you make it to the damn pay- playoffs. Do you want to know how many times he's make it made it to the playoffs in the last ten years? Three times. There's coaches in the league that have more playoff victories than Jason Garrett has playoff appearances. But you may be going back 24. Get to the cut to the cut to the chase. What is his win percentage? You said that Jane Slater said that he's a good coach. Show me why he's not a good coach. You said that the numbers were 49.22% and 50.58%. We'll just round them. To 50% We'll say 50% is average When it comes to the win rate Of an NFL coach You gotta win 50% of your games To be average To pass Essentially What is his win percentage, 24? He's below average, right? Wrong If he was below average He would, uh as painful it is As it is to admit He would not have had As many 8-8 eight eight seasons He has won 53% of his games In the last 10 years That amounts to 83 wins 53 te- Technically the accurate number Is 53.75% Of his games Which is 83 wins Last season he won 8 games Which means that he only won 50% of his games So last year he was average You may be asking me, well, 24 I thought you said he was a bad coach He is But 24, he has an average win weight He's not bad, he's just average Take a look once again, Padna Take a look What did I say? He has less chances to go to the playoff Not chances But he has gone to the playoffs Less than some people Have played playoff games In a single year He has three times Three years, excuse me Where he's gone to the playoffs And played in, I think, five games Five games Maybe four There's people with Four Super Bowl victories That I'm going to point out to you on this list And on top of that 50% 53% ain't nothing It really isn't What do you think the good teams Win is? Just Throwing it out there What do you think it is Don't tell me the Patriots The Patriots they're an anomaly And I have the Patriots numbers as well Don't, don't tell me 24 What's the Patriots Don't tell me the Patriots What do you think the Saints wins are Saints got 100 wins 100 even wins, that equates to 62.5% win rate Last year they went 13-3 and So their win percentage is 81.25% of games That they win
4: hmm.
1: What about the Seahawks? Again, same thing, 100 wins Same numbers 62.5% Last season they won 11 games So it was 68.7% Oh you want me to do the Patriots now Okay Patriots 125 wins Now you're starting to see the anomaly right they, they win way too many games By the way There's 10 games in a season And I didn't count playoff games That would be completely unfair to Jason Because he barely plays in any But and, it, and it's kind of a hard number to quantify To be honest with you But Specifically with Bill Belichick. Him specifically, he has 125 win, 70% win rate. That's that's a unicorn. That doesn't happen. Last year he won 12 games, 75% of his games he won. Ravens and Steelers, they all got close to really uh, to one hundred wins. Ravens ninety eight, Steelers one oh two. Ravens had sixty one point two five percent of their wins or 61.25% win rate. Steelers had 63.75. Steelers sucked because of Big Ben Roethlisberger. They didn't have him, and the Ravens were on fire with 14 wins, 87.5% win rate. Chiefs, 96 wins, 60% win rate, flat. 12 wins last season, 75% win rate this season. Last season. Then finally. Uh, We'll go back to the Packers' last 10 years. Obviously, you got to count the Mike McCarthy dominance. 102 victories. Some of that is Matt LaFleur. 63.75% win rate. 13 wins last season, 81.25. You may be saying to me, 24. That's not average 60 something percent win rate That's not average Those coaches aren't average Those coaches are above average Well do you want to know What all the other teams Have in common that Don't have those guys Don't have those win rates They don't have those coaches A lot of those teams Like the Bengals Who I fucked up Who was the last Head coach Who was the last head coach It was Marvin Lewis And you saw what happened With Marvin Lewis all right. Let me look up the Bengals really, really quickly. You know, what? let's just even count the Bengals. Let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's just, you know what? Let's just, let's just say, you know what? Even though they were ten, two and fourteen last year, let's just say, you know what? Let's just say they were ten and six and five, or six and ten, excuse me. Let's just give them that because it was my fuck up, and it's not that big of a deal. It's not like they're actually going to win anything. So they had Marvin Lewis from 2003 all the way up to 2018. That's 15 fucking years. They went to the playoffs one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven times. Lost in the wild card every single fucking time. No playoff fucking victories in 15 fucking years. Mm, mm, mm. Now, the thing with the Bengals, just like the thing with the uh with the Dallas Cowboys and Jason Garrett. Is that it's like yeah you know you had uh, some twelve and four years some ten and five some eleven and five some ten and six but no playoff wins no playoff wins no playoff wins no playoff wins. And once seems kind of once people got over the shock of that and once teams wanted to play them well it's like oh wait you know the Bengals kind of suck. They had good teams so they just didn't want to keep their players. So what happened here with Dallas Just like what happened all those years ago With Marvin Lewis Happened here with Dallas Is that Dallas hung on to a dude That they should have gotten rid of earlier on But they didn't because they liked him a lot And when you compare him to actually good head coaches He falls very, very short I have the head coaching wins The head coach is... uh, the win percentage coming out of a bye week too Because I just wanted to take a look right So most of the good head coaches in the league Are going to have once again a 60 something plus win percentage Coming out of the bye week right Now as a matter of fact Do I have his numbers? Yeah I have Mike McCarthy's actual win percentage Not just in, in, in this counts the 6 and 7 year Um, that, what, what, what else, what, what, because I counted, I did this like a couple of days ago, I did these numbers a couple of days ago, I did the numbers with all the teams, literally today, technically it was yesterday, because it's now past midnight, was it, I counted all of Green Bay's records, so it wasn't just you know, that I gave Mike McCarthy the benefit of the doubt. I said, no, I'm counting everything. I counted the 6-9 and nine season that got him fired, and I also counted the 7-9 and nine season that also probably considered, uh, not considered, but contributed to him getting fired. The season where the Green Bay Packers uh, lost Aaron Rodgers midway through the season. Counted that season as well. Did not skimp out on the seasons. So I don't want to hear Jason Garrett took over halfway through the season in 6-10 and 10 and got 6-10. and 10. I don't care. Right? Because see, people can provide excuses for Jason Garrett I'm not going to provide excuses I'm farting like a fucking cow in, in, At midnight, man Jesus Christ Anyways, Mike McCarthy in 10 years He had 100 wins That equates to 62.5% win rate Literally exactly what a lot of other people And a lot of other teams had 625 Which is above average Significantly above average, by the way Then on top of that, I looked at postseason victories Because I just wanted I just wanted to check it out I wanted to see what's going on With postseason guys, right? So Jason Garrett, you're going to love You are going to fucking love this, man How many fucking postseason victories do you think Jason Garrett has? How many? He's got How many I I wrote it down Now I gotta fucking look it up again Shit How many postseason victories does does he have Oh my god Jason God damn it Does he seriously have five? Oh, no, 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 no Excuse me I got them mixed up My bad These are I I was like There's no way he has five He doesn't even have two Or three, excuse me My bad I was reading these numbers wrong These aren't postseason victories These are victories coming out of a bye week And the reason why I look specifically at Coaches coming out of a bye week And their records Coming out of a bye week Is that you have An additional week To prepare for a team And I looked at Jason's To see How good or how bad he was Coming out of a bye week Right Cause this is when The great coaches shine And the bad coaches crumble And I was like Well what's his record Right His record And the reason why I said You're gonna love this Is because you are going to Love this His record coming out of a bye week Is five and five In the last ten years It's five hundred It's 50% of his wins He is average You want to take a shot at Mike McCarthy As a head coach Coming out of a bye week Take a shot It must be similar to his His Record as a whole Right? Similar to that It's 62.5 100 wins Similar to that right? It must be like 62, maybe 63, maybe 64 It's 70 Mike McCarthy's win record coming out of a bye week is 70% He wins 70% of his games Coming out of a bye week Meaning that it is 7-3 And And you want to know something interesting? The only times that he lost Coming out of a bye week Where the final two seasons Where he got fired um, the and, and, uh, and against the Denver Broncos The 2015 Denver Broncos Where the Denver Broncos in 2015 Were absolutely insane Those were the only years That, that he lost a bye week Or coming out of a bye week Hmm Interesting Interesting Jason we already established 500 Then you look at John Harbaugh, right? John Harbaugh for some weird reason I didn't do the math correctly on this But I just looked at postseason wins For other head coaches as well Because I just wanted to Show you, I guess How ridiculous it is to say that Jason Garrett is a good head coach Because these are good head coaches John Harbaugh has 7 postseason wins Mike Tomlin has 5 I didn't do Bill Belichick because it's ridiculous He's ridiculous, he's a unicorn But I did Mike McCarthy and I found that he had 9 postseason wins Want to know how many postseason wins Jason Garrett has? Jason Garrett has 2 he has two postseason wins So head to head Coming out with my, coming out of a bye week Jason Garrett is terrible Comparatively to his competitor Literally the guy that took his job He's also terrible With postseason wins Which is coaching by the way It is coaching because now coaches Get to look at your tape in, in the regular season And be able, because they have a tape now And they're like well what does this team do well What do we do well and what do they don't do well And then we'll attack their weaknesses I remember this all came up. This whole conversation, this whole topic of Jason Garrett, it all came up when I saw that damn—not even damn. what, What was it? Can I find Jason Garrett at a at a Dodgers game? Please tell me I can find it. Let me try and find it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah he's a Dodgers fan right He's a Dodgers fan So he was at the Dodgers At the Dodgers right Apparently T.O. went off on him as well So he was at the Dodgers game apparently right And he likes to go to the Dodgers I guess he's a Dodgers fan so he's like Let me go watch the, the Dodgers right I love how, by the way, the NFL posts this, like, black, like, thumbnail with Jason Garrett with, like, tears in his eyes saying Jason Garrett officially fired as a head coach. It's like it's as if it's this big fucking thing and everybody cares. Like, oh, my God, he's a beloved head coach. Nobody fucking cares. Oh, my God. I got to play, Shannon. I got to fucking play. Uh, You know, I'll play Skip and Shannon. Here's Skip Bayless. Fucking talking about Jason Garrett fucking going to the fucking dumbass Dodgers. I'm a Dodgers fan. I want to watch the Dodgers. It's like, how about you watch part of the game at home? How about you don't actually go to the football game? Not the football game, but the, but the baseball
0: game. Here's uh here's Shannon Sharp talking about it. No, got none. None? Look, I, I love Jimmy, and he works here with us, but yeah. Jimmy did not work 24 hours a day. And just because, <laughs> who said he didn't get his work done? Listen. From 1996 to 1998, Skip, we won 39 games. We won two Super Bowls. We won two division titles. And our coaches, we would come fly in from a road trip, and the coaches would not even go home. They would stay and break down film. And on bye weeks, we got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. We had to be back by noon on Monday. I can assure you. Now, maybe the coaches didn't go to games, but they weren't in there. Mike Shanahan made it abundantly clear. I want you guys to get away. Skip, mm. to say because Jason Garrett has a life that's not breaking down and putting in game plans 24 hours a day, what message? What look? It's the bye week. They make it seem like he's at the game on a Friday night and they play on Sunday. That's not the case. Mm. So so in other words, Jason Garrett is supposed to have no life that isn't football-related during football season. Mm. Skip, yes. And I know- yes, Shannon. Yes, God damn it! I thought he was going to be on my side because, Shannon, he
1: he refs Goat James. I thought he was going to be on my side repping Goat James and not representing this mediocrity. God damn it, Shannon. Now I got to skip you. Go to Skip. Where's Skip? I got to play some Skip. Go ahead, Skip. Say what you
4: got to say. You just want my Cowboys to explode and lose, right? You want he to does. come apart at the seams. How did that hurt? You know what? Jason Garrett should be sitting on a hot seat as a coach, and instead he was sitting in the coolest seat on Friday night next to Brad Paisley at Dodger Stadium very near to Hollywood during their bye week. It sends such a wrong message to, as Jimmy said, the fans and even to the players,
0: what are because the players doing?
4: They are three and four. This is the time, as you well know, when you, as a coaching staff, self-scout. You go back to those seven-game tapes and you tear them all apart, just like you're an opposing coach trying to figure out how to beat that I'm offense. Sure They've done that. And you say, "Let's try this. Let's do that. Let's yes. turn this upside down. Yes. Let's go this yes. way. We got a brand new receiver, Amari Carroll. I mean, uh, Cooper, and we mm-hmm. got to go out and find out how to get him." Ingratiated the quickest into the office. That's why you got offensive coordinator, okay. position coach. Okay. That's not the head coach's job. He, he is the offensive coordinator, and that, no, that's he what he does best. Well, I'm just saying this is what he does best, and this is what he should be doing. It's just a bad look. Even if you want to take the night off and take your wife out to dinner in Dallas, I'm fine with that. Well, maybe he would if, if the World Series had been in Houston, I could make a better case because it's just a short flight. But you went to Hollywood to yeah. watch
0: the Dodgers. Really? Oh, so this man. So this man. Hold on. I get it. Yes, you do a lot of self-evaluating and scouting. You do. You see how heavy a formation. You know. You know what Mike would tell us, guys when we run this toss, we're heavily I formation, right-handed. So let's run some of this week. When we get in this formation, eighty percent of the time we throw in the Shandon the ball on the backside option. Right. Okay, I get all of that. Right. So let me get. So you mean to tell me they couldn't do that on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, just trim- Thursday? Or what's coming up?
4: The Titans visit the next a week from tonight on Monday Night Football. The Titans are third in points allowed. Is that good? That's pretty good. That's one notch behind the Dallas defense. Is that going to be a low-scoring battle? Yep, it will Probably be. Probably not. So, once you need to spend a little more time on the Titans, and then guess what happens the next weekend? You have to go to Philadelphia. Maybe you could get a jump on scouting Philadelphia. I don't know. No, I'm just not, saying.
0: no. no. Yeah? Why are you getting a see, jump? You, you just want see, them to lose. You see what you're doing? Now all of a sudden you putting everything you talking about Philly. Why are we worried about Philly when we got the Titans?
1: This was two years ago. Two years ago, and it's still. I am. I am so Skip Bayless on this. I. I don't. I don't know what Shannon is doing, man. But I'm so Skip Bayless on this. Because man, oh man, I, I have seen good coaches take the bye week and utilize it as like skip said they tear down the first 7 the first 7 weeks or the first 8 weeks or the first 2 weeks or the first 3 weeks and they look and they see like how exactly what exactly are we wanting what's successful how can we beat our offense how can we beat our defense what are the holes what are the gaps what can we do to compensate like, they figure all this stuff out in the bye week because it's additional time. But when it comes to Jason, doesn't use the bye week. He's like, eh, hey, you know well, I'll just I'll just BS my way through it. Alright. I know I haven't done a great job at showcasing off this. I was coming into this podcast really, really excited to show it off. <clears throat> Excuse me, show off my analytical data gathering skills and Literally, the first thing that I said went was wrong. But, hey, it's like midnight, and I'm getting kind of tired. Actually, it's like close to 1 o'clock right now. I've been podcasting for almost three hours. But when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, when it comes to Jason Garrett of old, when it comes to Mike McCarthy, when it comes to, like, I, I've pretty much spent like the last hour setting it up, teeing it up for myself. I haven't taken a piss break at all. I don't know if you've noticed that, but I haven't taken a piss break at all. Comes all this crap, man. Dallas will be a lot better at being able to prepare week in, week out, than they were last year. Dallas will be a better football team than they were last year. And I just don't get it. I just don't get the uh the selling of the stock. Literally, when the stock is about to hit its peak. When it's literally about to soar through the through the sky and just soar and be the best stock you've ever bought in your entire freaking life. Don't get it? But a, peop- a lot of people are like, I'm out. I'm like, I'm all in. I'll buy your stock. I'll take my victory lap when it comes. When Dallas makes the playoffs and the Eagles don't. When Dallas is the one seed and the Eagles aren't. When Dallas starts looking like an actual football team this year, not next year, not in 2 years, not in 3 years, but yes, this year I'm going to fucking take my victory lap. This year. I'm cashing in this year. But I'm sell I'm I'm selling out this year, but I'm cashing in all my chips this year and I'm putting them all on blue. Metallic silver and blue just to be exact. But I don't want anybody to be surprised. I don't want anybody to be shocked. I don't want anybody to say Dallas crept up on him because that is not the truth. Because we have seen this coming from miles away if you've been following. I saw this thing coming miles away if you've been following. A average coach turns into a below average coach when he has to coach for 10 plus years. His weaknesses get exploited. Exploited That's what happened Last season That's what probably happened the season before that Especially in the playoffs Especially when it came to the defense Defense started to suck balls Especially last season Don't know what happened Don't really care Mike McCarthy He better find a way to fix it Ladies and gentlemen This has been twenty. 24's podcast
5: oh god
1: the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet I'm tired it's, it's 1 o'clock uh, best video sports podcast blah 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 if you like this podcast you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, and Radio Public pretty much where you can find any podcast you can find my podcast 24's podcast Ladies and gentlemen, I'm reading this fantastic, awesome book. It is, um, it is, uh, what was it? The World of Cyberpunk 2077 got it Tuesday. It was released Thursday of last week. Amazon was like, you're not essential, so we're going to delay your package. And they delayed it until Monday. They shipped it Monday, and I got it Tuesday. I'm gonna dig deep into that. I'm gonna read some stuff into that. I'm gonna come back next couple of days with some initial impressions. I'm gonna talk about a lot of stuff on the 24th podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, until my next podcast, I hope you have a fantastic day. And I will see you next time. Bye bye. Hold on, pause the music. By the way, um, I said this was going to be released on Tuesday. I did not expect to run for like three hours. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be on Wednesday. Unpause my music. I'm out.